Joseph. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. It's my name is Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. <laughs> the only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. That's flair. <laughs> Probably looks like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my God, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games. Let a war. War games. You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. I wish I could be opening with ole, 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 but it didn't happen. I've been trying to call it for quite some time, you know it, and that's how I'm opening the show. Very fucking somber. Just like when the Bills lost, I pretty much felt the same way this past Saturday night, and ODM was there to witness it. Ladies and gentlemen, ODM. Yeah, you fucking more like you opened up the pay-per-view with bourbon, 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 bourbon. <laughs> I did. I did. Long show. But, actually, I didn't even start it in the beginning. I started it probably about second match. Thank you. Uh, we are at the top of wrestling. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, as always, and... You know, we appreciate you listening on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe, like, and share. Today, we got news. We got bring it to the table. We got this day in history. We got Monday Night Wars 25 years later with Super Brawl 8. I believe it was 8. Super seven Brawl or eight. 8. Yes, indeed. It was 8. And we follow up with Monday Night Wars right after it with uh, Raw Nitro. And, of course, we got a movie of the week. Let's talk news. All right. I think the first uh, bit of news is the, is the most pressing. It's uh, Jerry Jarrett passed away. Um, I'll tell you this. I, I could tell you that Jerry Jarrett was monumental to the wrestling industry. He's one of the most historical figures, promoters, bookers in wrestling history. Beyond that, I don't have a lot of insight. I don't have a lot of historical knowledge on Jarrett. Um, go listen to the Cornette's drive through You'll learn a lot. Okay. So there, we're just we're just messengers passing it along. Yeah, pretty much. No, I mean obviously, you know, and uh, you know, uh, Jeff Jarrett wrestled on AEW Dynamite shortly after that. Um, Crazy. Yeah, I, but I guess you know it's. What you do in the family, that's how you get through it. I mean, Mark Briscoe, a couple days, you know, after yeah. you know, was on Dynamite himself. So, um, which, speaking of, I did see his kids were released from the hospital today. Sweet. That's good. Jay Briscoe. Glad to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did hear uh, about that earlier this week. And then, yeah, it was, uh, or last week. And then Jeff was on 
Dynamite and uh, Sanjay Dutt was wearing a jacket that was actually in reference to Jerry. Oh, which is nice. cool. Very nice. Um, this is one of it when you want to call, and I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was. Okay, I think it was what it was. However, this is one of the most pot calling the kettle black <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. I was going to say, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> Goldberg claims that Rihanna was the worst thing he's ever watched. Said it was disgusting, horrible, and I'm like, bro. It is a legit way how I've described every one of your matches since you've come back, minus the one against Lesnar at Survivor Series 16. 16, yeah. Uh, That's it. I'm I'm almost a little disappointed that you put this in the news. The only reason I say that is because I saw this. I saw a tweet or a report or something. I uh, had to because fuck Goldberg. Like, yeah. are you serious, dude? It gives us an opportunity to say fuck Goldberg again, yeah, because I saw it and I was like, well, fuck that dude. Old, Like, literally, it's old man yells at Cloud. Nobody gives a shit what you think, because now you're just putting it out there like, first of all, one, literally, this is not even without with hyperbole. Who cares what Goldberg thinks about the Super Bowl halftime show? Who gives a shit? And second of all, why is it disgusting and horrible? Like what? Like, like, what are you? What are you so offended about? Why are you turning all fucking Maud Flanders about it? Someone, I was going to say, someone just got real racist. He did not Uh, like that there was not one. (laughs) Maybe he was just doing his ultimate warrior impersonation. Well, speaking of wrestlers, you know, getting in the news, NBA All-Star Weekend was this past weekend, and the celebrity game happened where, you know, you just have celebrities versus celebrities, and they had like a four-point line and a three-point line. It was like a little mixed up. It reminded me of, do you remember that, used what used to be on MTV? Not they had the jock jams or the, the they had the, they had the big hoop, the 25 pointer or something like that. Yeah. And, I, and then awesome. if it went down into both, oh my God, yeah. I missed that. And it used to have like all the celebrities in there. It was mm-hmm. awesome. It was. Same thing, uh, but for NBA. And the Miz drains a half court shot at the buzzard, but w- the, the ball left his hand as zero just ticked. And they looked at the camera and had to reverse it. Yep. If he had did that, the team would have won. Mm-hmm. Everyone went nuts, and I'm like, we are going to hear about this for the next six months easily on TV. Probably, I sank a half court shot. You know, that's that's all it's going to be. It's but it was awesome because he was a geek marking out in the moment. Like, I can't believe I just did that. And then he went, okay, I got to get back into Miz mode, and was like, oh, what do you think of that? Oh, good. like it was just. It was awesome to see. I liked it. I didn't watch the game. It was just the you know online affairs of what I've seen, much like the Goldberg Rihanna thing. Right. Uh, my kid actually <laughs> told me about this. That's I actually knew about when you when you put that in there. Um, he strikes me. At, Miz strikes me as almost Mister Perfect, like like where he could be good at any sport, like legitimately. Yep. So I actually heard Joe Rogan talk about when he was doing Fear Factor. Miz was on Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, they did this, like, underwater, ice water challenge. And he said, like, Miz was underwater, like, in, like, frigid, almost freezing waters for, like, three minutes. Like, underwater. He, he's, Competitive. He's an athlete, man. He's just got, he's got that gift. He's a twat, but. <laughs> 
So not only that, um, we have other things in the the news. I'm actually I got to pull something up. So why don't you go on on the news? Be, skip this next part. And okay. I'll, uh, bring up I know you. Else. I know you want to get it verbatim. It's another thing I saw. Uh, in other news, uh, Thunder Rosa has returned uh, to AEW. Now I've seen two things. I've seen one thing saying she's returned as an announcer. Because, you know, they have that uh, mm-hmm. Spanish announce team. We've talked about that, how they basically stole that name from another existing group. Um, but then another yeah. is that there was actually a talent meeting held. And um, basically, you know, they just kind of cleared the air about Rosa and her, her previous departure and uh, how they kind of want things to function moving forward. So, and apparently... But she uh, apologized. She apologized, saying, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I mean, to cut you off. I was, I was no. going to say that... For sandbagging, like admitting for some of the things that she yeah. did in in the last couple of weeks before leaving. I was like, okay, all right. It takes a, a bigger man or woman, you know what I'm saying? And if mm-hmm. it's it's what helps. I liked her in the division. I didn't I didn't mind Thunder Rosa. Yeah. No, definitely. You know, there was that match with Diamante that left a bad taste in everybody's mouth and it was easy to say it was Diamante's fault because that was she was the one that you could clearly see just rolling her eyes and be like, fine, I'll go with the move. And Rosa's the one that right. stuck around. I have a feeling that there's two sides to every story. I'm sure Rosa has a little culpability in this. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, she is one of your better women's wrestlers. Let's get her back in the fold and, you know, let's get her involved. Well, speaking of fucking up, Tony Khan done fucked up again. Look at this dude uses Twitter... Like someone who's in a breakup. You ever watch those couples on Facebook or and they're like, I'm done with this girl. And then the next day they have their arm wrapped around that girl again. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've seen that shit. Oh, yeah. Um, He's that guy that like if him and his wife broke up right now, he would expose the balls out of her on the Internet. Hence why the moment that and I, want, I don't know, I want to I'll maybe, maybe butcher the name, but Ariel Helwani Helwani yep. is Helwani. OK. He is trying to expose Ariel by saying, you're a fraud, Ariel. You're as legitimate a reporter as Tony Schiavone, 24. So what is that in regards to? If people don't understand, it's that (laughs) Ariel was commenting on the sale of WWE. And he reported that it's not for sale or whatever the case was. So... Tony saying you're as legit a reporter as Tony Schiavone being like, well, Tony's a stage character in a way for AEW. And what happened is, is why he's calling him a fraud is because Ariel showed up and did some interviews, not only on SmackDown, but as well as at the Elimination Chamber. Yep. So Tony feels slighted because he was getting information from the wrong fucking guy. You know who else you've been getting wrong information from for quite some time <laughs> that your little nephews like Uncle Dave? <laughs> and you've heard how he's being exposed, how wrestling observers being exposed, how they keep commenting on things and saying, oh, that's not what we said in, in certain parts or whatnot. But look at some of the things that you've heard. And I even did verbatim was the uh, <coughs> Dave Meltzer. Either they're going to go with this title match or they're going to plan to go with another route. No (laughs) shit. Thanks for observing, wrestling god. I mean, come on. So, but TK is getting a little uh, childish in calling out Ariel's uh, 
reporting skills because of whatever with the, the sale of WWE. And then Ariel responds with, thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman Shivani. You're a legend in my books. Or, oh, 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 also, don't listen to the snowman Shivani. You're a legend in my books. Snowman, to me, can only be one reference. And it's something we reference a million times on this show for TK, right? I mean, that's got to be what he was referencing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's another <laughs> layer to this, too. You remember... Uh... Tony Khan just did an interview not too long ago with Ariel Helwani, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of discussions there, and Tony was tight-lipped, and, and you've heard Tony interviews before, so you can kind of imagine in your head if you didn't hear how it Well, went. he was very tight-lipped about the punk situation. He wouldn't yeah. talk about the media scrum. Right. And he's so tight-lipped, well, then fuck it. We're not going to come to you for shit, but then don't get mad when I show up at another place and I can do interviews and all that, and then... Tony Khan responds with good luck with unbiased, unbiased journalism. You work with the most unbiased, or unbiased journalistic person ever. Tell me the last time Meltzer has been like, that was a great WWE pay-per-view. That was a great WWE match. And I, I'm not trying to say that they have been great in the last several years, but there has been some moments that should have been up in your five, six-star classics, but you just only give them to Okada, Omega, and the guys of Bucks and AEW. Pretty much. Yep. So Tony is the most hypocritical, coke-out person I've ever met in my life. Adderall's hell of a drug. And I met him. I shook his hand. So I can say that. Man, I shook my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't stop shaking. <laughs> I'm going to stop because I almost went with a, yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things I'm happy about, all right, let, let's shift into something positive. WWE goes Hollywood. The commercials are back. Have you seen this? I don't think I've seen any of the new ones. Uh, you know, I've seen. Um, well, and I know why. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll kind of skip a touch ahead, but Chamber. Look at we synced up, we watched as we said we were going to hidden track. But here is the deal: ODM had some uh, dinners and dealings to take care of, you know, things to see, people to do. And when he got done, he wasn't there for the first several matches of the pay per view for Elimination Chamber. That being said, they threw some of those, they threw a commercial or two in there. Gotcha. That's why they're back. That's okay. Why I missed it. Yeah, I've so been, they've been the, showing... the one that they did show was a preview of all of them mm-hmm. kind of showing a little bit of what they're all going to be. But the main one that they showed at the chamber was Seth Rollins as the Joker and Becky Lynch shows up just as Batman, but the man, <laughs> Batman, whatever, you know, and it. it was cool. It was funny. And look at, I, I was a huge fan of the ones that happened in 2005 that they've been and showing those to, a lot. I've been watching yep. those. They're pretty good. Oh, my God. They're so... All right, so the old ones were Triple H as Braveheart, and he's doing the whole, they'll never take our free, but they'll never take my championship. No one's there but Ric Flair, because that's all he had left at this time in his in his crew. And Ric Flair doesn't have a horse. He's got a fucking donkey, and he's wooing back and forth with the donkey. Outstanding. Eddie Guerrero and Booker T doing the... Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. <laughs> and do you know what they call WrestleMania in France? Uh, WrestleMania? That's right. <laughs> uh, 
outstanding. And he does a pretty good Samuel L. Jackson impersonation of Jules in that. I think that he, he does a good one. Uh, Stacy Keeler doing the Sharon Stone uh, basic instinct, the leg crossover scene. And a bunch of the other wrestlers are at the table. John Cena and JBL doing a few good men. You want the truth? You can't yeah. handle the truth. Christy Hemi and Kurt Angle was fucking hysterical. Where Christy Hemi, they're doing Harry Met Sally, the diner scene. You know, the faking an orgasm scene. Yeah. And Hemi starts going, tell me about the moves. He goes, well, then, then, then I do a Olympic slam. And she goes, and she starts moaning more. And he's like, and then an ankle lock. And another one. Yes, yes. And they're both just beating the table, screaming. And they, of course, have an old lady. I'll have what she's having. Fucking awesome. And I think the old lady was Mae Young, actually. Um, and, of course, Eugene played Forrest Gump, because why not? <sighs> actually, there was another good one. The You talking to me? I, the taxi the driver. Yeah. I, so it's where everyone is trying to do the parts. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Batista asks, what's the line? And he goes, are you talking to me? And he goes, yeah, man, I'm talking to you. What's the line? And he gets increasingly pissed off throughout the <laughs> commercial. But then Big Show's getting pissed off because every time he goes to do it, his jacket rips. The mic hits him in the head. And then finally, as they go to do it, they go, WrestleMania 21 goes Hollywood. And he gets mad. Batista walks through the car and someone goes, what are you doing here? You're talking to me. God damn, it was a good one. That was a so I, that's why all of those. I'm excited this year. Yeah. Apparently, we're getting Joker. You got Top Gun with Miz and Maurice. You got Bianca Belair and Montez doing Titanic. Uh, Rhea Ripley crushed a can with her mind. Do you know what movie that would be? I have no idea. It was like she's in an interrogation looking room with something on her brain, and then just oh, uh, it's a Stranger Things. See, I didn't think they would be going with a TV show. Yeah, well. What but, is a TV okay. show nowadays anyway with all streaming services? Fair enough. Fair enough. But the best one is Roman Reigns sitting at the dining table. Not dining, the, the restaurant table where it's nice and dark and red. And he's saying to Heyman, how am I funny? Funny how? And I go, oh, my God, yes. Yes, That's I can't wait for all of this. That's going to be great. Because you know the Usos and everybody will be in it too, right? All the mm-hmm. other guys at the table. Oh, oh Sammy will be there. He's, no, I'm sure that was done pre. Uh, don't bring that up. You have to bring that up. All right, whatever. All right, let's talk about what happened last week. Uh, so we found out Wardlow's really fucking sad about his hair because he grew it out for his dad, and that's the angle they went with. I think Fine. it's. I think it's it's a good motivator for a feud. I, I think it just exposes how much more work Wardlow needs on his promos. That is extremely true. <laughs> Even a, a filmed interview that you exactly to. exactly. Um, I missed it because I was outside uh, cooking up some chicken nuggets, but I was trying to watch through the the glass door. And Little John had messaged me, and he's like, "Did you happen to see that the elite uh, during the middle of it, the House of?" black had like their own little logo flash real quick i go no didn't see it i'm like but i'll happen to check that out but then on rampage they made it abundantly clear they're going after the elite for the trios titles take them in the first shot please just get i i would love the the elite to not be trios champ anymore yeah i mean i definitely would like that too i definitely would like that too i just Um, want something for house of black 
Yeah, I mean, to me, the House of Black is just, it's so gone now. I mean, that's the thing. AEW is almost more evil than WWE because they've taken things that we wanted to see, made you think they were going to be something big, and basically just put them in a closet and let them collect dust. Hang on. Don't you take my bring it to the table. Okay. And then also, uh, we closed out Dynamite with a very triple, uh, very dull triple threat women's match that saw Ruby Soho win. And do you side with the newbies or the OGs? Meh. We're heading to a pay-per-view, and this is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah thank you. Uh, SmackDown, the biggest thing I wanted to give you, because obviously Raw, SmackDown, everything was the build-up to... Uh, elimination Chamber, which we did see Bobby Lashley say, yes, we are going to do the match at Elimination Chamber. Uh, Sammy comes out to the let's go music on Sam- on uh, SmackDown in Montreal. And I put it in the, the notes. You you earned it. You did call that one. That was, uh, dude, the reaction to the everybody there, everybody going nuts for him. When he had that moment on SmackDown, that is exactly when I go, <laughs> he's likely not going to win this championship. This is his moment right here. Um, and let's talk about the Elimination Chamber. All right, let's get to this first. I'm going to go in order of the matches as they were presented. First was the Women's Chamber, mm-hmm. which was won by Asuka, as we all know. And all I got to say is, Mella's tits are money. So now we went into the next match, uh, which I don't see here. Um, Edge and okay, Phoenix. well, no, the next match was actually Brock Lesnar and oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley. That's right. Which was pretty forgettable. Brock Lesnar, yeah, well, exactly, because Brock Lesnar got himself DQ'd by doing a low blow. Do you know that they've had three very underwhelming matches for a dream match that you could have been putting together? Maybe we shouldn't get what we want. You ever think about that? We're like, hey, yeah. put these two together. <laughs> you, ah, bad, 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 bad. You don't it know be bad. what you want. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was a 2K match. Brock shoves yeah. him into the corner. Finisher, 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 reversal. Finisher, 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 low blow. And then Brock Rampage. And then we were on to Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. You know what else Two is cool. money? Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley. <sighs> it's a shame Rhea called the shot to go against Charlotte. Because I'd rather see her and Beth at uh, at Mania right now. That's two huge powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Beth came out in Bull Nakano Hell yeah. fashion with the, the makeup on her face, which was so cool. Edge, dude, because they were in Montreal. I mean, I know some of the song. I'm like, on this day, yeah. I see clearly. I go Eddie Vedder for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. This crowd went word yeah. for word like it was Judas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was insane. I didn't realize it either. <laughs> I'm like, damn, am I the only one that doesn't know the words to this? Same here. I was like, I've been watching this dude for a long time, and I did not know any of this. That's crazy. Uh, but it was it was cool. Cool moment where both women power bombed the guys, mm-hmm. and they were up uh, facing each other. Like, oh shit, man, we both fucked up. It was a cool moment. I just don't know where they're gonna go with this come mania. I mean, yeah. maybe it's Mysterio, Edge, Beth. No, no, Beth has to be out. Because she's against Charlotte. I don't know. Let's move on. The U.S. title chamber match. 
Look at theory retained, but Montez Ford stole the show. One of the coolest things I have ever seen is how he crawled up and how he had his hands on the cage at the very top one way, flipped his body around while up, like you're on a jungle gym, you know what I mean? Or like mm-hmm. on the, the yeah, ring. Yeah, he nails it. Yeah. And just dropped down on them. And it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in the Elimination Chamber. And I go, man, all right, all these years watching it, I'm like, I've seen it all. What What are they? Okay, someone's going to go through the plexiglass. Yay. And they did that a couple of times. A lot of things were done a lot. That's something I never saw before. That was cool. That was because the other thing, too, is when he spun, he yep. hung there for a second. Like, that was not a natural position for him to be hanging in. No, no. I mean, his and, shoulders were and, like, yeah, you know. and he just had it. This was his coming out party. He's that private par- yep. party or private profits, whatever we call them. They're fucking, they're about to split up because Montez is he's going about his to own be a way. single star. 100%. 100%. Let's not forget uh, one more spot I'll call out was Gargano's Rana off the top of the pod. That was my next part I was going to bring up. So what I loved about that is Rollins and Gargano were fighting other guys off that were up on that turnbuckle with them. And then they both just sat there on the pod and just looked at each other like, all right. And the crowd was just clapping, you know, like, all right, cool. All right. And then Rollins just gave the hardest chop to Gargano while just sitting there next to him and then just went right back at to wrestling. I just laughed how he just was sitting there and he goes, all right, bam, (laughs) just so you're not defending yourself. And then that Rana was extremely well done to the point that if you check out the replay, Rollins actually lands somewhat on his feet as he went down. It was like the guys oh, caught sure. him just in the right time. It was perfect. Well flipped. Everything was done. It was great. I actually really liked the match until well, Montez <laughs> Ford got hurt taking a uh. curb stomp to the outside. Now, this is a sympathy injury for the baby angle. Yep. Sympathy yeah, for and the it was smart face. after he just stole the show. Yep. Very awesome. But this gave the opening of the door for Logan Paul to come in and screw Seth Rollins so Austin Theory could retain. We've heard rumors that it's going to be Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. I'm okay with this. I, I think that Seth can take on the media the social media of it, because Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to be doing a lot of that crap with everything with Logan Paul of people. And Seth Rollins is going to look like a million dollars in the end, because I don't think that Logan Paul will win at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. So uh, Rollins is going to be able to joust with this guy verbally, if not like just lash him to death. Yeah. Uh, Cause he's yep. great. He is. He is good on the stick. Uh, this is a match that I'm happy to see. And we don't really need much of a feud. This is enough. This doesn't need to be a feud. This just needs to be what could be a good, uh, you know, marquee match, I guess you could say. Um, it's a good question. You brought it up. Uh, Paul losing. He's a new guy. He hasn't really, I think he won that tag match with the Miz. Uh, other than that. The, yeah, they the won the, the WrestleMania <clears throat> match and then he lost at. Um, against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, right. Which, that one makes sense, and that's excusable. Um, man, I almost think Logan Paul's going to win. I think I, I really think that you missed a good boat just to do Logan Paul and Pat McAfee. Yeah, God damn. No, 100%. Yeah. Can you imagine the, the media that you could have brought to attention with that? With mm-hmm. You got boxing, MMA, you got NFL, you got ESPN because just Pat McAfee being an announcer and doing what he does. I mean... That right there would have sold anything. I that's that's a missed opportunity. But oh, yeah. eh, who am I? To, 
Who am I with logic? Sorry. <laughs> uh, and again, speaking of logic, fucking unfortunately, Sami Zayn comes up short. Now, how shocked were you to see not only one, but two Usos in Montreal? Very surprised. And you know what? It's one of those things I was actually thinking about. It. I think maybe only Whose one car of them. did they sneak in? Whose <laughs> trunk? <laughs> I, I, uh, I think only one of them's not allowed in Canada. Maybe it's both of them. I don't know. But uh, don't they both have a uh, DWI? I thought it was just DUI one of them that got it four times. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Oh, could be all right. Maybe blending with Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy. I don't know. There's so many brother <laughs> duos that just. They had to get some kind of work exemption, right? They had to get some kind yeah. of exemption because they weren't going to sneak them in. Like I was thinking about it, like somebody wrapped, they put them in somebody's uh, brief, briefcase or luggage or something, <laughs> trying to drag just them. You're up under the, the bus, the man. Just put them, put them under the bus with the rest of the baggage. You know what I mean? Like he's fine. <laughs> we got you, Oose. So I, uh, we did call that. You know, we'd have the interference with Kevin Owens being in there. But damn, did they tug on the heartstrings at the end with? Sammy Spearing Jay. Okay, now we're going a different route. Okay, but it's likely going to be the tag titles. Um, Little John messaged me. Now, he's in, uh, I think, Universal Studios this week. Or Disney, one or the other. And he said he was going to get to it later. Didn't and the Eagles he lose? Message me. He shouldn't be going down there. That's for the Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry, Little John. I had oh, to bust your balls. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, well, we just lost our last listener. <laughs> no, but... This side, uh, he said, he goes, that was a, it didn't like the ending. I go, nah, near did I. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with Sammy losing. I didn't like how they did it either. However, I did go back and think about this. He, about little John mentioned, well, what do you think about the Sammy getting inserted, doing Daniel Bryan style, right? Into triple threat. You could, because that buildup last week when you and I recorded later that night, Sammy and Cody had a banger of a promo together on on Raw where Cody goes, I want to be fighting you at Mania. And the crowd started chanting, this is awesome. I'm like, why do you tease it if you're not going to do it? You know what I'm saying? I'm like that. And so maybe they could do that triple threat because or the at least splitting the titles one night. Do you know that Roman needed to use a chair and beat the living shit out of Sammy to beat him before actually getting that pin? You know, I'm like, that's an angle for Sammy. Roman, you say you're a wrestling god. You needed 16 chair shots before taking me out. I'm just saying, there's you have something he could work with. I don't know if they're going to. We'll see where it goes. Again, I only like to use logic because it's I was born with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, the same night, but starting at 10 o'clock, so as the main event was just getting started, you know, that's another thing. That main event, the promo package, to the very end of the show is 54 minutes. The promo package of Roman and Sammy all the way to the very end. Even if Sammy never reaches a higher peak than that right there, that's still something really awesome, man. That was well done. The storyline, it's still going, but everything right there, how it was done, you gave the man his spotlight that night. I think Mm -hmm. it was actually, for him at least, well done. Oh, and since we're not going to have all of the recording in there, because, you know, as you mentioned. Um, <laughs> have you listened to it yet? No, I don't want to. Okay, anyway, the, okay. <laughs> we, I'll get there. No, the the uh, they, they made it huge talking about Montreal and the wrestlers that have they come did. from there. Yep. The Rougeos, Dino Bravo, Rick Martel. And I was like, 
my god, they're gonna fucking do it. <laughs> All night I was so jacked up, man. That's why I couldn't stop. That was the issue, man. I was nervous drinking. Every time I got nervous oh. and I thought about Sammy, <laughs> I was like, I should take a sip. Made your own drinking game. Yeah. It's called Let's Drink. <laughs> Drink more. Every time they say anything about Montreal, Sammy, or you think of Montreal or Sammy, you drink. <laughs> um, no, but it was New Japan Battle in the Valley. Now, they started at 10 o'clock in San Jose, California, because it's only 7 o'clock there. On site, in the crowd, Punk, CM Punk, with Lars, his buddy Lars, uh, who's from Rancid, I think. Sure. I believe the same guy. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I mean, obviously, Meltzer you don't need the, the drummer front drummer for Metallica, obviously. It's not. No, not that not that guy. Um, Dave Meltzer was there wearing his finest uh, dollar store mask. It's not going to save you, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi and Bailey. In those last two, obviously there, because Mercedes Monet won the IWGP Women's Championship, as we knew that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, it was pretty botchless. It, it was uh, <sighs> it was everything I expected from a Sasha Banks match. Right. Versus Kairi Sane. It was the same match we've seen them have in WWE, except they just brought it to New Japan. Wasn't really any different. Uh, I saw a picture afterwards. Kairi does not look happy that she had to hand that title over. Well, I mean... Either she's doing a good job at her job and character, or she is just equally as mad as someone like me, who's like, why the fuck is she even in there? That's how I feel. A little bit both. Earlier in the night, Kenta, who was actually asked, "How did you? what did you think about CM Punk being in the audience? He goes, it's awesome. He had a chance to see a real go to sleep. Jesus Christ. I will say... I think Punk being there, this place, I think the talks of him going back towards AEW seem maybe a touch truer. And what's crazy, though, is I keep I'm seeing things where it's like FTR maybe going to WWE. Like we saw the the big rig that Edge and Beth Phoenix. Yeah. did, Right. Did you? And then the, uh, the FTR just did an interview. Dak said who he thinks one of the greatest tag teams out there are. Is the Usos, and he puts them above the Hart Foundation. Ah, okay, now they're talking about their asses. What I'm saying is, now it seems sure. like you might be heading to WWE. So, did you see the tweet that uh, Dax put up and promptly removed? Mm, no. Okay, so. Maybe. It must be like his I don't man have Twitter, cave or, so likely not. It, it must be his man cave or something, because there's one belt for every tag title he's ever won on the wall. Yes. Right? Pretty cool looking. Uh, and I think the tweet was like, oh, just sitting in the man room enjoying some scotch. I think there was like a glass of scotch on a bottle there. I do remember seeing that. On the left corner, you see the corner of a piece of paper sticking out with the WWE logo on it. Like a contract. Like a contract. Now, Shit. again, Dax is a master of trolling. So it could just be that. He could be fucking with people on purpose. I wouldn't put it past him. I would, to be honest with you. If pe- if I was a wrestler and I heard, and I kept seeing online how everybody's saying he's going to WWE, blah blah blah, like Kenny Omega, nonstop lately. Oh, he's going to WWE. Everybody yeah, has huge interest for him. That. I'm like, get out of here, man. And even if it is true, if I was Kenny, I would put on a fucking just a, a Seth Rollins shirt 
and get seen in public once just to be an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even Definitely. if I'm not going there. Definitely. You know, Randy did it. Randy did it to his benefit to make more money, which was good for him. Um, but all right. So back to Kenta, the go to sleep, punk, all that shit. Kenta won the strong open weight title against Fred Rosser, who is the former Darren Young. Darren Young. Mr. Yep. No Days Off. Mm-hmm. God, watching him here versus what you would have seen in WWE with the Nexus and all that shit. Jesus Christ, this guy is light years away from what he was. Um, in a match that saw Eddie Kingston and Jay White, it turned out to be loser leaves New Japan altogether. And if Kingston would want to come back, if he loses, it would have to be under Jay White's permission. Okay, weird. Didn't yeah. matter. It was just so they had a rule for each guy. Jay White lost this one as well. So not only did he lose last week in Japan, now he lost completely in New Japan. Because remember, we said, oh, he can maybe stay with Strong. Right. So now we are definitely down to WWE or AEW. Or Heroes of I Wrestling. Def- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Isn't what's his name still the commissioner? Oh, Lou Albano? No, he's dead. <laughs> Maggot! So then uh, they decide to take the the ropes off, and they had a filthy rules match, because Tom Lawler is known as Filthy Tom Lawler, and he took on Homicide. Huge Homicide fan from Ring of Honor. Oh, hell yeah. Um, no DQ. He had chairs and ladders involved, but Tom Lawler defeated Homicide in this match. Just a cool, different kind of match. That's when Miss Monnet won her championship. And then as we knew, you know, fucking shake your head. Dude. You know what's really, you're Monnet, mad that you didn't Monnet, make it Monnet. up. Why do they call it Monnet? It should be Florzies. Never mind. I got him. <laughs> I got... Rufies, got it. Um, Okada de- defeated Tanahashi. We knew that yeah. was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, both title matches, the semi-mains, uh, they lasted both about 20-ish apiece. Not a bad pay-per-view, um, but just very cool that, I don't know, man. It, it's nice to have multiple options to see on that night, because if you didn't care for WWE, you could watch a one or the other. Just nice to see. But Revolution is shaping up for the next pay-per-view, and we finally have underway some of the card. And goddamn, am I not pretty uh, unimpressed? Look at, I want to go back to a year ago. Do you remember how happy I was? I had Cole versus Page, Punk MJF dog collar match, Danielson and Moxley. The ladder match, the triple threat tag match. I had Red Dragon, Bucks, and Jurassic Park. Dude, I was excited. This year, I already hate this card, and I don't think I'm going to be watching live. We got a Texas death match. Shocker. Oh, my God. You called that. You said last week they're going to end up just settling it in a Texas death match or something like that. Probably. I don't know. Moxley versus Paige. Yeah. It was funny how when they were in the ring together on, on Dynamite, Moxley goes, you want to do it? Fine. Texas death and then walked away, and I was like, match. match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm house. like, I guess it's understood. <laughs> Roadhouse. Uh, in, I guess Samoa Joe is going to 
have to worry about the fact that he cut off Wardlow's man bun because he has to put his TNT title on the line. Yay. Look at this. You see what I mean? Like, I, it's, I'm not even close to excited yet. Now, last year, your tag titles, as I said, was I already mentioned. But now, we're going to go from a triple threat tag team match to a four-way tag team title match. And, of course, we're going to do the couple of battle royals like we did last year. Last year, at least, it was the Bucks and FTR that went on. Not FTR. Uh, Red Dragon. I think I was actually really happy about that because I, in the league, I really fucking swept on those battle royals. Nice. But <laughs> right now, it's the guns versus the acclaimed versus two sets of question marks. Who is going to be there? So, okay, let's talk and take a, a quick glance at this right now. If it's not FTR, do you think FTR in any way or no? When's Revolution? March, April? Fifth of March. March 5th. I think it has potential to be FTR. Do I think it will be? No. Dude, I think it's going to be stupid. I think Top Flight will be one of the teams. Yeah. Um, Man, I don't even know who else. Their, their tag division is. So it's going to be like the Butcher and the Blade. I was just going to say her Dark Order. Yep, that's my point. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when they had a world title eliminator tournament? We were excited, and they put Preston Vance in it. And then the year before, they put uh, Evil Uno. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Three minutes. Three minutes, I promise you. And in your world title match, it's official. You got American Dragon, Brian Danielson, taking on Maxwell Jacob Friedman for the Triple B. And it's the one-hour Ironman match. I don't see in any way that Danielson wins a title. There's no way MJF drops a title in his very first real defense. I mean, he did a, a couple on Dynamite, fine, but this doesn't. this is huge, and I don't think he loses it here. No, I don't see uh, them taking the title off him. I think the best-case scenario for this match is that MJF is going to hit Brian Danielson so hard he's going to start shaking like Michael J. Fox. Dude, do you know that when MJF, he tries to Michael take J. a piss? Fox. Yeah, no, I got it. That's a, Oh, I got it. Oh, shit, that's a good one. Do you know that when MJF holds his dick to... Oh, never mind, I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it to the table. Dun, 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 dun. Botch. <laughs> Just bring it, yeah, bitch! Oh my God. Do you know that when Michael J. Fox holds his dick to go to the bathroom and he's trying to piss, he ends up orgasming? I kept it clean. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> he ends up ejaculating out of... <laughs> Onto a table? I'm onto the table. I'm already there. That's where I'm at. I'm oh, here. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah. still going. That's what I was bringing to the table this week. A really bad joke. No. Here we are, oh man. We are at the table, and I've been kind of teasing it throughout the show so far. Man, oh, man. Poor AEW. You know, the formula wasn't too hard. The first couple of years, I think you had it. You did really well in the pandemic, which is weird. Um, and even where you didn't do well, we gave you uh, a pass because it was the pandemic. You like, you know, two horrible stadium stampedes. Cool. I know they were all right. They, but they were what they were. 
I did like when Matt kept going underwater and changing a version of who he was. <laughs> that was decent. <coughs> that and, and then uh, everybody's like, "Oh, it, it was Shad Gaspar too early." It was, um, yeah, no, those people are stupid. What was it, Paige? And was it Paige and Wardlow at the bar? Yeah, no, Paige and Hager at the bar. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Yep, that that was that See, it was worth some... a chuckle. And then you got your really well cut version of Matt Jackson doing suplexes 100 yards across the field. Come on, at least admit it's pretty funny. You know, they did the one, they cut camera, all right, let's run 50 yards. But it was good. It it was what it was without fans. Good and terrible. Fair enough. But that's, you know what, good and terrible is exactly what AEW is producing. And uh, when I was saying the formula wasn't hard to beat, I'm talking about WWE. All you had to do was listen to what we wanted, right? AEW, I think, would have probably pulled the trigger on Sami Zayn this past weekend, right? Because they want the pop. They want the moment. They want to give you what you want. However, they also don't sometimes think about what you want or, oh, God. I think Tony Khan needs to step aside as the owner. Be owner. Be owner. Be fine. Do your little tweets. Do what you need to. Take a sniff, do what you have to. But you should not be in charge of any form of booking. Look at I like to play 2K, and I like to fantasy book all day long. But you put me in charge of a, a multi-million dollar company and tell me that this is what people are going to like or not like, it's a lot of goddamn pressure. And I don't think I even want it. Why don't you leave it to the people who actually know the business? And you have so many great minds there. You got Paul White. You got Mark Henry, Lance Storm, Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, for fuck's sake. That is just some. Jeff Jarrett, Dustin Rhodes. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Even even your vets in the business that are working there in Jericho, Uh Jay Lethal. Adam Cole. Jericho's an exception. Jericho's an exception because he books a lot of shit, and it's just that. Wouldn't it be really awesome if I fell into a pool of orange juice? Just imagine it. Imagine it. Okay, <laughs> how about this? We'll add champagne. We'll make it mimosas. <laughs> okay, I think I pretty much uh, exalted all the energy I needed to out of this uh, topic. Look, it, I'm just – it is what it is. I, I – I, not exalted, exhausted all the energy I, I could out of this. Either or. Either way. Yeah, well, they work. I'm just disappointed, but I'm also just thankful that when one is not firing on all cylinders, apparently the other one can. I was enjoying a WWE pay-per-view this past weekend that wasn't your main five. You know what I mean? Like your main, well, four or five that they normally have. I was decently impressed with the Elimination Chamber. TK, put down the straw. <laughs> Try bourbon like me. (laughs) He probably just Tony Montana's it and fucking buries his head into it. Snowman. Say hello to my little friend. And it's like a wrestling buddy that he's had since 1989. (laughs) With stains all over it. All right, what do you bring to the table before I make this worse? Well, uh, you know, in a kind of a culmination of talking about it last week and the news of Jerry Jarrett passing away, uh, I want to talk about Jeff Jarrett. You know, I mentioned last week uh, that Man, the guy never really got a foothold, uh, never really lived up to his potential. Uh, I looked up some stuff here. I'm going to run through here, but, you know, and in looking through it, I'm going to say he was born too late for the territories and too early for the Attitude Era. He missed both boats 
just he just missed him. So uh, when he was in high school, I think that's a very in a very very dead on description. Mm-hmm. The I think he adapted well enough um, once he started beating people with a guitar in the head because yep. that was Slap at nuts. least a way to fit in in the Attitude Era. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he was still you're still like ah, you're still a territory wrestler just, with a guitar. It's just Jeff Jarrett. It, it's just Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, and it. And it was cool, and I was all right with it. I've never had an issue with him. But you're right, man. Just never got that pinnacle. Yeah. So, I mean, check this out. So, he's uh, obviously his dad, Jeff Jarrett, you know, promotion wrestler. Um, He was a ref in Continental Wrestling Association, which was his father's promotion, uh, when he was in high school. And that was in 1986. Uh, He debuts as a wrestler at 18 when a job guy challenged him when he was a ref to a match. Um, eventually Jerry Jarrett bought world cha- world-class championship wrestling and merged it with continental wrestling and merged it to make the USWA Jeff Jarrett. Now, granted it was his father's promotion, but still, I think we can all, you know, uh, give him props for his talent. Yo, I work he's... for a company where juniors taken over one day. I got Tommy boy written all over my fucking job. Believe me. <laughs> I understand. I'm worried about it. So I get what you're saying. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Jarrett won the USWA Southern Heavyweight title 10 times and the tag titles 15 times. It is funny, though, because, like, I don't know if it was necessarily USWA, but, like, Jerry Lawler himself has, like, 37 title reigns in one place, too. It's funny how often those titles change, but I think it had to do with, it's not on TV, a lot of these are Mm -hmm. house shows. but Spot shows, yeah. yeah, but still, that's cool, man. No, that he, I didn't realize he had that many championships there. Yeah, that's crazy. Me neither until I looked it up. Now, here's the fun part, okay? In 92, he wrestles in WWF while with USWA as part of a, promo, a cross-promotional event. Cross-promotional event. Here we go. October. Is this when 90- he came in as J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T? He did not in that cross-promotional event, but in October of 93, he came back to the WWF as Jeff Jarrett. With that persona, okay? So that's October 93. He leaves after the 96 Rumble, and in October of 96, he signs with WCW. And then in October of 90... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, you missed something in 1995. Spending my days working hard on the go, but the hand on the clock keeps spinning too slow. Can you wait to be with your baby tonight? I'll have... She'll have to wait because I'm in the middle of a podcast. (laughs) So October 96, he signs with WCW. And then October 97, he goes back to WWF. We watched that all happen. All of it. Well, no, we didn't see the, we didn't see him leave WWF, I don't think, at the time. But we did see him come into Nitro. We watched Mm -hmm. all that. Him and Mongo and Deborah, all that bullshit. And now he's here wearing a weird white garb every week on Raw. As the NWA champion, I believe. Under North Jim American Cornette champion. North American, yeah. it's. <clears throat> oh, we're not done yet, though. October 99, oh, he goes back to WCW. Then in March in 2001, WCW was purchased by WWF, and they said, we're not renewing your contract. Uh, he went to World Wrestling All-Stars until 2003, but in 2002, him and his father started TNA, where he had himself quite a run because, again, he was the son's the son of the promoter, so... <laughs> So is it too soon to say, with Jerry Jarrett passing, we've likely seen the last world championship reign of Jeff? 
Sounds right to me, slap nuts. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? It, it's funny because you mentioned the they were not renewing his contract when WWF bought WCW. That's the infamous, you know, he calls himself J-E-double-F. Now he's G-double-O, double N, double E. I'm like, go on. Hey, man, did you know that on this day in history, Kurt Hennig called himself perfect? Let's go to the wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Are we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! Beat Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass! Have a nice day! We got you! Dusty Rhodes, five-time world heavyweight champion. The foot of the woods, if you will, baby. You understand? 25-time world heavyweight champion. I beat Ric Flair 25,000 times in a row. Had a legendary feud with Terry Funk. Well, Terry Funk always moved my ass. I don't want to talk about that right now. Oh, no. I want to talk about the man could be Dusty Rhodes. Stardust himself, 2,000-time world heavyweight champion. Reach to the star. Touch it off. Stardust himself. Reach the star. But he never got the gold. But I'm all so proud of my son, Dusty, and you understand? Gold dust, if you will. Has Randy Savage ever backed brother, down from brother, a challenge? Brother, 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 brother. Hollywood are not kicking me out of the NWO. I'm kicking you out. See, we told you. Brother, 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 brother. <laughs> Had to at least get it old. once, and that's from this this past week. It's just, I love it. Look at it. It's it pretty much is doing it. Like if you don't know, every time when ODM is mentioning how he's doing these from you know inside the crowd, he's coming at like the section 100 upper near the 200 comes right out stands out oh, yeah. and just starts saying brother 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 before the the light even hits him and the crowd goes nuts dude he is more over than sting is that's something that no one has ever talked about sting comes out you get a pop but savage comes out everyone loves crazy fucking savage yep yeah how can you not yeah still do all right, man, so we got Super Brawl 8 from February 22nd, 1998, and we got the Monday Night Raw and Nitro to follow. Give me it. 
do it, baby. Like the dust, the style, just like <laughs> Dustin talking about his daddy. <laughs> All right, we're actually in the... Well, 50,000 time champion. (laughs) That's not spoiler. Come on, let's save it. Uh, We're we're in the Cow Palace in San Francisco. So, opens up with the Sting Hogan hype package, as you'd expect. First match is Booker T versus Rick Martel for the TV title. Remember, the weird stipulation where the winner of this match will face Saturn. They they mentioned that it's going to be later tonight. Later tonight. Yeah, well, they're not wrong. Uh, you get the flock in the front row. I, I was wondering about this. Is Martel kind of like a tweener because he's been acting like a face, but he's working like a heel? Just weird. I think he can't help but do the heel stuff. Exactly, yeah. But, I mean, you know what? This was a solid match between two good workers. Booker won with a sweet reversal. Martel was coming off, off the top, and uh, Booker hit him with the Harlem sidekick. Pretty sweet. Right after Booker wins... Saturn says, well, fuck it, let's just do the match now. He rolls in, starts beating the shit out of Booker, and the bell just rings. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even, like, the referee was like, well, I guess both guys are here. <laughs> we might as fuck well it, do I'll this. do it. <laughs> um, yeah, Saturn was in control most of the match, but Booker reverses a backdrop into a sidekick for the win. The best Perry Saturn match I've ever watched in my life. Probably, yeah. Yeah, he looked dominant. Um, yeah, his best match until he beat the so shit good. out of that jobber. Yeah, I know. I just watched that again. Like, no bullshit. About two hours ago. Did you really? Somehow it came in. It came into people giving receipts. A video about people giving receipts. I saw that. WrestleMania.UK or some shit like that. Is that the website? Something. Yeah. 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 And and there were some good ones on there. You know, like. Yeah. But this one was. That was a good one. Um but also, look at man. I give a lot of shit to Booker T because I'm like every time I think about him and he's like, you know, when you hear him talk and he shits on today's stuff and my day that wouldn't fly. And all I can sometimes think about is the guy with the dreads that's in WWE, and I often forget about. And then, and then it's also just Harlem Heat. I forget about his singles run mm-hmm. in WCW, dude. Up to par or up to date. This is the best. Booker T match as well as what I was saying with Perry Saturn. This is the best Booker T match I've seen. Uh, both I'm going to give them both together because he ran 35 minutes. They gave him time. Two matches and he went just about 30, 35 minutes uh, all together. The Martell match was 15. Yeah, 100%. Good for him. It was awesome. They made him look really, really good that night. And I don't, I don't give him the right amount of credit sometimes. Shucky ducky quack quack. Next we go. <laughs> Next we go. Now back. I went back to hating him again. <laughs> that wasn't long. Uh, we go backstage. Jericho's doing his little shtick for the uh, WCW website. And next we get LaParka versus Dingo Shitstain. Uh, man, you fucking called it just about right on time. LaParka doing the dance with the chair. Dude, as soon as he came out, I go, oh, oh, oh. Was, was I did I miss it the other weeks or is it I, just yeah, right now that I, he's doing it as Super Brawl? He did it like a week or two ago, making fun of disco, and he just ran with it. Apparently, I never knew that's where it came from. And it's funny because as he comes out, he sees his face on the Titan. Yeah. Just points at it like this is me, everyone. Yeah, that's Hogan, me. Hogan did the same thing actually. I felt like well, you know what it was is behind that uh, miniature half Titantron. Yeah. 
is a bunch. It was a crowd. Ah, uh, yeah, that's so right. I feel like you're looking at that crowd too because I was like, "Yo, everyone is checking their face out tonight." <laughs> and then I go, "Oh, there's a crowd there. Uh, oh, okay, you're giving you them go. love too." Because I was like, "Shit, even Macho's looking at himself like, yeah, right. that's my face." <laughs> um, yeah, you know how much I like Laparca, but you know what I did here? Skipped through shit stain one. Yeah. Um, look, at all I can say is. The reason he has the gig he has is he looks like John Travolta did in Saturday Night Fever and can kind of shitty do dances and shitty do wrestling. (laughs) Pretty much, and let Big Show fart in his face. Hey, don't worry. There's other shitty do wrestling coming up because I'm pretty sure we have. Wait, can I guess? I, I didn't even have it written down. Please tell me. Isn't next Mongo and Bulldog? Didn't we go from one shit saying to another? No. Or is that a little bit no, later? No, we had a couple matches, oh. a couple things here, a couple segments. Uh, we'll get to it, but I'm with you on that one. Uh, we do get Gene on the rent with J.J. Dillon uh, talking about a possible reinstatement of Kenny Powers. I'm sorry. I mean Nick Patrick. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since we've called it out. <laughs> I love calling it, dude, especially since... I just finally got into Eastbound and Down Danger. like about a month or two ago. So now I was like, oh, my God, it's really Nick Patrick. The accent, too. It's almost dead on. Oh, my God. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, I kind of want him to come out to the, I am a <laughs> real. <laughs> uh, a decision has been made about Patrick. Uh, they call him out. and He says, hey, effective immediately, you're reinstated. Uh, he hugs Dylan. He actually kisses Mean Gene. The uh, way Gene sold it was fucking hilarious. Gene laughed. Yeah. And then he had to wipe it off. He had to wipe it off, of course, naturally. Um, And and Patrick's like, hey, I just want to know I'm going to make you guys proud. And uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to play it fair in the main event. And Dylan's like, whoa, wait a minute. You're not the official for the main event. He's like, well, what, 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 what do you mean I'm not the official for the main event? What about my back pay? This isn't over. And he chases Dylan to the back. But he did mention. I am the senior head official, yep. which means I should be in charge of the main event tonight. Right. More to come. More to come, indeed. Next, you get Brad Armstrong versus Goldberg. I will give Goldberg half a prop here. He had a really nice pump handle overhead suplex. Um, but beyond that, he's still a piece of shit, and guess who won? Not Rihanna. <sighs> Sometimes when you win, you actually lose. <clears throat> Next. No? Okay. Oh, is this Mongo Bulldog? Oh, no, no. I was just going to, I was just wondering if you were going somewhere. All right. You got Hooventude. Oh, no. I was, I was, but I was going to sing a bunch of her songs, and I had so many that just came in the in my head, I couldn't. Work, 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 work. <laughs> I want you to stay. Could just be love on the brain. There you go. There you go. Never mind. <laughs> Hoovy versus Jericho. Are you, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that in the background? <laughs> is that a guitar or is that an umbrella? Ella. Ella. A, 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 okay. A. Wow. For two old white men, we know way too many of these fucking songs. Can I only we know fucking that song, move on? I only know that song because of The Office. It's the only reason I know that song. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but you knew work. You knew whatever. Well, whatever. that one we just make fun of. I'll hang with your son. You know what? I've been seeing videos of your son rocking out at gigs. He seems cooler than you are. I'll oh, that's a that. no-brainer. Yeah, that's not even in, in, in <laughs> dispute. Uh, no, yeah. but for real, I gotta say, watching them play uh, some Foo Fighters. Yeah, that was the shit. Pretty cool. Um, nice. Hooventude versus Jericho. This is a cruiserweight title versus mask match. Uh. Jericho won't take the title off when the match starts. It's hilarious. Um, I God, I, you know, as much as I dis, I have so much disdain for Jericho nowadays, 
Back in the day, he was the man. Jericho plays possum on the floor, figuring, oh, fuck, I can get counted out and I won't lose my title. Fuck. So he just lays there. Commentary calls it out. As soon as they call it out, Juventud grabs him, just throws him back. Actually, he hit like a like a plancha or a senton. Jericho didn't see it because his eyes were closed. And this was back when he could yep. actually fake his eyes being closed without them being wide open. So... <laughs> C stamp or C. Uh, uh, hang on, wait. I'm trying to think the name of it. Uh, blood and guts. Yeah. Oh my god. The throw off the top. Yep. I got you. I'm there. Uh, I unfortunately remember. Yeah. Jericho hits a Michinoku driver at one point. That was pretty cool. Uh, Hoovy hits a 450. The ref counts three, but sees Jericho's hand has the rope before he see. You know, before he can recognize and stop the count, he actually counts three. Uh, Hooventude's excited. He's celebrating, but the ref calls off the win. Jericho gets the advantage, and uh, man, again, fucking another sweet move. Hooventude goes for a fucking Rana. Jericho catches him right into the line tamer. It was a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. Um, fantastic match. Jericho gets on the mic post-match. Hoovy takes the mask off. He's shielding his face a lot, but does show his face, and all I can really say about this is fucking Bischoff. A couple things I could say. Hoovy's a good-looking guy. Took the mask off, you know. They they always make it seem like when baby they take face. the mask off, they're gonna, yeah, you know. But he total baby face as soon as you see him, and it's funny because that's how he comes into WWE, mm-hmm. you know, in a couple of years. That's how he is, which which is funny because you you say fucking, you just said fucking Bischoff. Do you remember what WWE does to him? They put him on goddamn lawnmowers and tractors and have him come into the ringside. So the <sighs> racism only will grow soon. But I could let's get off that. Um Jericho is hitting hard the word Jericho-holics. Drinking mm-hmm. in, everybody's drinking in, everybody's a Jericho-holic, and drinking he is hitting in, it man. hard. I, I forgot how much he was hitting this at this time. He just really is like coming into it hard, but you you have to take off the mask. And Hoovy had it like half off and was ready, and Jericho ripped it off. But you're right, his hair was kind of covering it. You could barely see him. But, yeah, he looks like a little baby face. I'm like, dude, you're going to be fine, little buddy. It's okay. But, yeah, you're right, you know. Well, it's it, Conan makes a reference to it there on you go. Nitro, so we'll there get you there. Go. Yep, there you go. Uh, next is the match that you were talking about. It's Mongo versus Bulldog. It was a short match, thankfully. Mongo injures his wrist. He tries the tombstone, can't get it. Bulldog locks on an armbar. Mongo doesn't quit, but the ref calls it anyway. Mongo's pissed off about it. I almost hate to ask, where's Deborah? Singing she can't be, wait to be home with her baby tonight. Could be. I mean, I, she ends up in WWE, so I, like I'm not sure if like it's now <sighs> or it's, I later. I think it's pretty soon, man. Because you know I've looked it up before and I don't remember when it was. Because I thought it was earlier. I thought she would have already been there by now. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it's soon. Mongo without a horseman, without Deborah or anything coming to the ring. I'm like, God, you just are shitty. Like, it's just on his own, and I'm sorry, man, because I know that the guy is, like, days away from, you know, not having days. But it's just he, I, he god damn, he's just a bad wrestler. And then you put him up against a guy who's on so much painkillers that yeah. can't move his fucking neck, This was a bad hips, matchup. arms, yeah. or body. Yeah. Yeah, it was just not fun to watch. This belonged on Heroes of Wrestling. Yep, pretty much. I You ain't lying. Uh, next, you get... Uh, a pretty solid match. Uh, Benoit versus DDP for the U.S. title. Uh, they kind of. I want to go on record. From here on out, the rest of this pay per view is fucking good. 
you know, I kind of got the same, uh, got same feel, sort of, sort of. We'll get there. Just wanted to throw that out there, but yeah. in, in for many reasons. But we'll get there. Well, you know, in your opening match with Booker T in two matches was a great way to start it off. Those were great too. There, yep. Honestly, there's very few things about this pay per view that were bad. Right. It was actually a really decent pay per view. They had they jam packed it, uh, but they gave time to the good things. But yeah, so DDP and Benoit had the expected face versus face match mm-hmm. that you that you are going to have. But now, I've noticed something in this match, and I'm going to jump the gun now before I forget. There, for like months now, DDP has had tape wrapped, uh, wrapped around his ribs. And it, this time it's black, but fine. But, you know, it's usually just he's always had his ribs or lower abdomen taped. And then the next match, I believe, or was a match after, Luger comes out, and he is taped up in the ribs, too. I go, did they have an excess of tape that they had to get rid of this day? What the shit? Think about like, it. I've never seen so much. They could have had a fucking sponsorship deal, because think about it. Now with uh, WWE, they always have that kinesiology tape. Right? Yeah, the K-tape. Yep, yeah. you're right. Yep. So could have just been they had a sponsorship. It was just, it's. I thought the same lot. thing. I was like, yo, a lot of people are pretty goddamn injured. But it's only just like just the heel or just the faces. The heels are never oh, having an injury. Well, you at need all. the heels. You, you need, know, the heels have to have something to focus on. You know, you couldn't tape. I don't know why they, it can't be an excess of tape because why didn't they do a shoulder every once in a while? Why didn't they do a knee every once in a while? It's always the ribs. Oh my God! They fired Duggan and they had boxes left over. <laughs> <laughs> they had boxes of tape left over. That's uh, what it was. Uh, yeah, after seeing that stick, I'd be like, no, 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 I'll go buy my own. <laughs> Uh, son, that's not where that jock strap goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, man, some matches you just watched, they gave these guys time. They took advantage. DDP reversed a backslide into a cutter to retain. Really good, quick, out of nowhere cutter. Yep. And even the crowd popped really pretty hard. Like, oh, shit, we weren't ready for that spot. It was a good moment. Yep. They've been doing that for a while now. That's one, one of the very few things that are good at at this point. Uh, Giant was announced earlier as being at the pay-per-view, but Shivani announces that due to issues with his flight, he won't be here, but he will be on Nitro. Instead, we get a Giant hype package. Grr. Indeed. All right. Uh, Macho versus Luger. Macho still using the NWO music. I also put in my notes that Luger's ribs are taped up. What the fuck's going on? Um, Man, I have a hard time with this because it's a fucking Nitro match. Hogan. Yep, yep, that was my same thing. I go, we've seen this match enough already, so this better be a really good banger is why they're doing this again with us. But no, it was a Nitro match. And it was, and what I'll say is this. This was weird because Hogan and the NWO come out, Luger and Savage both fight them off. The bell rings. After the bell rings, Luger racks Macho. Then Hogan calls off the NWO. Then the bell rings again, and Hogan says, I'm glad Macho got beat, and Luger's announced as the winner. WCW just aren't capable of booking a straightforward win, are they? Not between these guys, anyway. No, not between the main event stuff. I'm like, your cruiserweight, all that shit, not of an issue. You guys do a great job. Even the, the, uh, what do you call it, the the U.S. title match with DDP and Benoit, I go, not one flock member got involved. No shit, all right. Yeah, I was surprised, yeah. Now, now. Did you catch Luger leaving the ring? He spit in a fan's face. Just as there's that, uh, I think, Doug Dillinger, the security that always yeah, is yep, there, yep, the yep, guy yep, with the yep. gray hair. The beard, yep. 
He's walking by just as Luger's leaving the ring. And someone within the first three rows, but like right up at that barricade as you're heading up the ramp, uh-huh. said something and he went, just spit right at him. And Dillinger went by looking like, huh? And you could totally see it. It's on the peacock. It was dead on. He spit in a fan's face. So I think uh, that I had too much bourbon because I remember that happening <laughs> and watching one of these shows. I just couldn't remember where it was, and I obviously didn't take a note on it. So, But, yeah, I do vaguely remember that. I'm going to have to go back watch and see it just again. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm sure he probably was like, yo, you're going to kill Liz one day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The pills aren't in the top drawer. <laughs> I lied. They're in the bottom. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. All right. So outside- is next the tag title match? Yes. Outsiders versus Steiner's unified tag titles. Why are they unified? You're gonna say the same thing I'm about to say. Wrestling. Bischoff. Oh no! I was gonna say that the thumbnail for this on the cock ruined it. Because I didn't remember exactly oh. when it happened. Oh, oh, I didn't. I, this, I, this, I believe it or not, I only went to the Peacock to check out that Luger thing. Ah, this is my own version. Um, it's funny because it's a you get to see the commercials of. And next month, the Coliseum video exclusive is uncensored. You can get it at home today. Love that. Um, this, <laughs> I knew this was going to happen because two. Uh, one year apart, it's crazy how leading into Super Brawl of 1997, Hall, Nash, and Six are in a vehicular accident <laughs> with the Steiners, <laughs> making them flip their fucking car over. One year later, nearly to the date, Scott's like, I'm going to join you guys. That seems good. I'm in. And... Am I spoiling it? No, because the match is like 45 seconds. Rick gets yeah. some offense in and, well, hey, well, the 45 seconds to the big spoiler. And then the, he does the run around the ring where he'll slide through Scotty's legs, does the, you know, hands on his shoulders in a weird, creepy fucking way. Um, and all seems good, right? Scott looks at Scott Hall And Scott Hall goes, do it. Scott Steiner, in just the right time, he didn't do it too early. He was actually waiting for the camera to back up enough, gave a quick wink. wink. Yep. Bam! Hits his brother with a double axe handle. And the match continues a little bit. The worst part is that Scott Hall nearly killed Rick Steiner trying to lift him up on the first razor's edge. Yep. Thank God he got him back down in time. Rick must have been like, I'm going down, put my feet back down. Whatever it was, it was, we're both starting over. Saved him. And it's funny because, well, my head, thinking wrestling-wise, as he gets him up for the second one, Scott Steiner grabs Rick's foot and pushes uh, while he's doing the razor's edge to him, meaning like he gave him the extra throw. I'm like, that's kind of a tag. It was my original thought. You know what I mean? I was like, ah, fuck it. No one's getting that. That's not Bischoff's rules anyway. But so we now have Scott Steiner. Now I want to describe what Scott Steiner looks like right now. 
He comes out. He has the very shaggy black hair, the goatee, um, and the white singlet. And all he can do is just keep pointing to his biceps. He didn't even get an offensive move in, so it was just perfect, except against Rick. I remember this one happening, man. It was a big thing. And then he also takes out uh, Ted DiBiase, I believe, too. Yeah, he uh, he tosses DiBiase, and then uh, Dusty posts him. That's what it was. Dusty hits him, which my immediate thought, which is great considering Raw, I swear to God, <laughs> my immediate thought was, man, DiBiase got the upper hand on Dusty and Sapphire back in the day. What a cool thing. Dusty got to throw him into the, the post, right? I mean, years later, whatever. Eh, right? That's just where my mind goes wrestling-wise. Yeah. It was just... I liked all of it. I remember, and I it, I forgot this is the night until we approach, and I go, oh, my God. And I go, you got to be shitting me. This is a year difference from that car accident thing. Yeah. No, I, I had the same thought. Yeah, man. So I uh, I knew it was coming up, but I couldn't remember what it was until I went on Peacock, and the thumbnail is Scott holding up uh, Nash and Hall's arms. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? I've heard people complain of that on like certain threads and they're like, yeah, well, unfortunately, as I went to open up the the app to see that match or whatever, they already had the person holding the championship. So I saw who won. I'm like, oh, that's eh, not going to use the DVD picture, huh? All right. Right. Seriously. Just use the fucking poster. logo from the show for fuck's sake. Anyway, um, I do got to say the their transitions all night are giant fire explosion mm-hmm. yep in between each thing and i was like i'm really watching nitro but on a pay-per-view yeah i thought they just got done eating taco bell and that's the best way that they could describe what they were feeling but be that as it may next we get the one of the worst ads for a how i feel after i sleep with sunny i've seen oh okay mm-hmm. like your asshole's I'll exploding parts like getting your prostate milk i'm just oh have you ever done that all right main event (laughs) yeah buffer announces it as for the vacant unified undisputed heavyweight championship of the world unified 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 should call it floorsies it's really funny for how much they keep saying unified but vacant (laughs) why do you even say vacant uh, yeah I, i don't think that means what you think it means Anyway, Sting versus Hogan for the vacant world title. Hogan's using the weight belt at the beginning. Sting gets the revenge with it later. You get a ref bump. Patrick comes out as the replacement. Hogan gets a two count on a leg drop. You're good right there. We're good right there. I'm not going to cut you off. I'm going to have you go right back into what you're saying. All the way up to that right there, that ref bump. And now Nick Patrick has come out. Have you seen anything different between Starcade and Super Brawl? They're both the same match to me. It's the same outside, inside, Hogan Powders bullshit. I don't get why they're, ah, uh, uh, Sting wasn't in shape. Fuck it. Let's not have Hogan lose tonight. You know what I'm saying? It was like a, I don't get it. That the, all these years of claiming that Sting wasn't ready for that match. We watched it and now I've watched this one. And I'm like, yo, it's cut in copy and paste. It's, first of all, Hogan was never great as far as wrestling matches went. They were all cut, cut, copy, and paste. And Sting, honestly, for the same you know point, except maybe back in the day. I mean, sure. you know, the current shit. I mean, it was pretty much the same thing too. Press slam, press slam. Um, you know, fucking 
corner shots. I was more into the Luger, Macho, and the DDP Benoit matches oh, 100%. than I was this. And I swear to God, I didn't remember who won the match. I was like, it's probably going to be Sting, but I don't know. Is it? Shit, maybe NW. I don't know. But I still didn't care because watching it, that's the feeling I was having. They weren't... Like I said, that's why, to me, Starcade 97 and Super Brawl 98 are the same matches to me. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, Hogan hits a low blow. Same as it ever was. Same, same as it ever was. Um, <laughs> we get two Stinger splashes, sets up for the Scorpion Death Drop, but Hogan kicks Patrick before Sting hits it. So Norton and the NWO come down, Sting clears the ring. Savage comes out, hits Hogan with something. Patrick comes to, counts three, Sting wins. Uh, it was a can of spray paint that Hogan used. Sting picks it up. Spray paints WCW on Hogan's Savage. chest, or he painted WC on there. He ran out of room. Uh, and Dylan comes out to present the title to He Sting. made way too big a W. Yeah, he did. And he's like, shit, when I do this C, I'm already at his waistline. What the fuck am I going to do? Write it on his black pants? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing Yeah, it at was that. fucking hilarious. But here's the issue with doing a giant schmoz. Is that you had too many NWO members come out that you actually, until they show the replay, you didn't even realize Macho was the one in there who hit him with the spray uh, spray can. Too much shit going on. Way too much. Could you imagine if it was just, let's say, Henning and and (laughs) Hall? Fine. They come out. They get punched in the mouth. Macho slides in. Could you imagine the pop you would have garnered off of that? Yeah, seriously. It got lost in everything because the crowd's already making noise because the NWO was coming out. When Macho came out, it was kind of hard to hear over that if if half the arena even fucking noticed it. it's beca- And you know what's crazy is that I've noticed this. And I've been at shows enough when you know someone is going to be coming up the ramp. One of the biggest giveaways when you're there live the cameramen who are at the ringside start running to up the ramp. And so everybody who's there live and with eyes are like, oh, what's going on? And they completely shift and look over. I knew someone was coming out. I know each week someone's coming out on Nitro because that's what happens. Yep. At least WWE hits you with a random the music before they send the cameraman or whatever the case is. Cause they don't, they, they hide it very well. Right. WCW. I knew Saturn was almost at ringside before the end of Martell and Booker, because three people kept looking over and looking. I'm like, what's the fuck going on, man? As soon as that three count hit Saturn's in the ring. And I think it was this match where you blatantly saw the cameraman run to the back. I think yes. it was this match. Hey, the main event you're talking about, right? Like this particular one. Yes. yes I was watching 100%. it, and all of a sudden, you're right. So, the cameraman just took up and fucking running for the fucking entrance. So if you're going to do that, fine. Give me your Vincents. Give me your Scott Nortons. Fine. But you have to have the definitive macho part because that was huge, and mm. the crowd is already eating him up. Unless that's the – Hogan's like, oh, don't give him too much of a rub. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, the point is that Sting wins your championship. Doesn't speak Spanish like he did after Starcade. Yeah, this is true. But at least he, you know, he wins this, and it's the power of WCW. The shift they now have the power because they have the world title. Most of the members of this entire company are on NWO 
team. So that's yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Well, speaking of, should we just go? So right I guess into do Nitro? we lead Nitro? Nitro. All right, they're still in California. They're in Sacramento. Uh, we get a DDP DDP uh, cuts a quick pro, oh, quick promo on his match from Super Brawl, but then get some reactions from him, Booker T, Flair, and Bret Hart on Scott turning, and uh, we get Gene at the entrance of the. Everyone arena. is so mad that he was pro WCW for so long, and now you join the dark side. Everybody's all mad, and it's funny because Bret Hart's like. I can't there. believe you did it. I'm like, you've been here for two months, brother. Like, are you kidding me? You're the last person. I- <clears throat> DDP Flair, all about it. Bret Hart, what? Yep. Um, he did say something cool though. He's like, I know what it's like. He dropped that line. I thought that was pretty cool. He was subtle. He kind of just threw enough. it in there. I thought that was cool. So, um, yeah, Rick refuses to talk. Walks right past Gene. Luger's to the ring, and apparently he found the cabinet where the tape was because his ribs are taped up even more than they were last night. They had more tape. More tape. NWO music starts playing. Then it stops. (laughs) Missed cue. Luger gets on the mic, says congrats to Sting. Uh, My friend Rick Steiner's devastated. I'm calling you out, Scotty, right now. Uh, I'm going to beat some sets into (laughs) him. Did you say defecated? Defecated, yes. Defecated. It means he was so distraught he shit himself. <laughs> Scott joined NWO and I can't stop shitting myself. Hey man, it's real in the streets. Said I'm gonna beat some sense into you. Come to the ring right now, and then it takes about ooh 15 seconds for the NW, NWO music to hit. <laughs> Somebody got fired. Uh, Hennig and Rude come out. No, likely not. That they're like, ha ha, suspense, good job. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, Russo wasn't there yet. Uh, so we end up getting Luger <laughs> versus Hennig. Uh, Steiner jumps Luger. Now his hair, he has dyed it between last night and tonight. We've got full platinum blonde hair and partially blonde goatee. They haven't used the name yet, but he's got the sunglasses, he's got the white singlet, he's got the blonde hair. All he really needs is a chain and big pop of pumps here. And it's funny because the uh, the crowd, I still they like they, it took them a minute on commentary, even though they knew. And they're like, "Well, they go, it, it, it's got to be him. Who else has muscles in their arms like he am? Who has biceps like him? Right?" But even the crowd was like, "Who the fuck is this Bro. blonde Scott Signer lookalike?" Bro, no one was even into it. <laughs> this period of time, um, again, I'm finishing up my time in Pittsburgh, so I wasn't really watching wrestling at this time. When I come back home and I start to get back into it, I watch WCW. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And my brother, I think my brother had been keeping up with it. And he goes, dude, that's Scott Steiner. I'm like, there's no fucking way that's Scott Steiner. It took me weeks to be like, holy shit, that really is him. Weird, huh? Dude, the arms. Just the arms yeah, alone. Yeah, I know, dude. What he, steroids are you taking? You're like, I want to put them all into my biceps, please. Horse steroids. Those have to be horse steroids. There's no way. They have to be. It looks like a horse's leg almost. <laughs> looks like Quagmire when he found out about the internet. Yeah, it's uh, that way. <laughs> it's funny because I was actually just thinking about the movie Dodgeball. Uh, one of your team uh, members the, the, the <laughs> for the God damn it, Bernice, and she has like a full blown mustache because she had like like uh, a horse fucking like steroids. Oh, that's great. <laughs> 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 All right. 
Oh, good shit. Uh, yeah, so uh, Buff comes out, makes a save. Rick runs in, stares down Scott, who's been busted open. Uh, that, I don't know when that happened. Actually, you know what? I think it was a uh, Luger hit the uh, flying forearm with the metal plate. Scott got busted open from that. Uh, I don't know if he purposely got juice or not, but whatever, it worked. Um, yeah, Sting repels NWO. I got powders. this new blonde hair. Let's see what it looks like when it goes pink. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they didn't. He didn't get quite get the flare treatment there, but uh, yeah. So you've got this face off between NWO and uh, Luger and uh, Sting repels NWO powders. And then this was really weird. Uh, the WCW roster ends up hitting the ring, faces and heels. And this was almost like when Luger didn't win the title from Yoko. Everybody comes to the ring. Dylan comes to the ring bringing the title to give to Sting. And everybody's in the ring like, yeah, cool, man. You won the title. <laughs> it's like watching a LeBron was, Lakers game it recently. Was, it was fucking depressing. <laughs> It pitiful. Was depressing. <laughs> it was pitiful. Um, it I, wasn't even good and terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible, terrible and terrible. Yeah, 100%. Um, this part I'm only bringing up because I, I, I'm wondering, because they bring it up a couple times and they say it a very specific way. The governor of Minnesota has declared that Friday, February 27th, will be known as Ric Flair Day. And then later they bring up again that the governor of Minnesota is going Was Ventura the governor of Minnesota at this time? In 98? No. You don't think so? All right. All right. How about you read? And I'll, I'll Google for once. Go ahead. I like it. I like it a lot. Then you can't interrupt me. Uh, next, we get Hammer with the Flock versus DDP. <laughs> don't fucking sell your <laughs> Hammer versus DDP for the U.S. title. Uh, Hammer tries to do a kick up at one point and fails miserably. It was wonderful. Uh, we get not quite an avalanche uh, diamond cutter, but a Hammer sitting on the top, top buckle. Uh, and uh, DDP hits the diamond cutter. Still look nice. Uh, the flock flocks, and uh, Benoit makes a save. The flock flocks. Um, so he was governor 99 to 2003. Oh, wow. That's fucking interesting foreshadowing then. Hm. Never mind. It's weird, right? I'm Mandela like, effect. for how often they're saying the name, you're right. It didn't even <sighs> occur to me. It's like they were dancing around it or something. Um, I like oh, the flock flocking, man. Let's do that from now on. You're kidding me, right? No. I've said it every I am. I've said it every week for the last six to eight weeks. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> Multiple times a show. <laughs> yeah, I block out a lot of the things. You but say. the thing is you make the same noise when I've said it before. <laughs> Boo doo doo Chicken nuggets affect the memory. <laughs> This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> spaghetti in a pot slammed against the wall. Um, all right. Let's not bring the pot and spaghetti into this. All right, hey, man. You brought it up. We see a limo pulling up to the arena. Hogan and Bischoff get out and they say, hey, no, no, you stay in here. Uh, do you, yeah, I can't wait to talk about it. They head to the ring. They're, they're, <laughs> they're doing the fast walk. They're not happy. Hogan kicks over a tray full of drinks. Calls out Sting for sticking his nose in other people's business. Sting has been stung so many times, I'm getting tired of hearing that fucking catchphrase. Wash, rinse, and repeat, man. It's Hogan. What do you want? Um, Sting, Sting's small stuff at this point. Hogan doesn't sweat the small stuff. And he... My brother Scott Hall's going to face Sting for the title. When he wins, he's going to give it back to me. 
Yeah, that's he, the plan. That'll he, happen. He cuts a promo on Macho. He wants a match. He's too him. drunk to remember that he promised you that, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. seriously. That's why he almost dropped Rick on his heed. Um, He's too drunk to be an astronaut. Too, too drunk, just like my mom. Uh, cuts a promo on Macho. He wants this cage match at Uncensored. And then all of a sudden, from Section 208, Brother, 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 brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I watched your face get red as you tried yeah, to do Yeah, I know, that. man. Oh, Jesus. He says, you're not kicking me out of NWO. I'm kicking you out. <clears throat> Talk about Which yourself. is big. I'm excited about seeing this part right here because you got Liz right behind him, and he's saying, I'm going to kick you out. All right. I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah. And it's not where I thought it was going to go, to be honest with you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, our time with Macho is short at this point. Yeah, this dude has just drank nearly an entire fucking beer because he can't recover Ooh. from saying brother five times. Eight. Eight. And uh, I want you to try. Eight. How about you just go, brother times eight? It's not a bad idea. I actually <laughs> might do that next time. Fuck. All right, next we get Kaz Hayashi versus Ultimo Dragon. Kaz Hayashi, if you want a quick description, he's Dollar Store Takamichinoku. Literally. Dragon wins. <coughs> Next, you get Raven coming to the ring, and Benoit does it a little bit different. Instead of just running up full sprint and just decking him. Go oh, ahead. This is so awesome. Yeah, describe it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Raven's walking up. Doing the slow walk, no know. music. Yeah. And... It's funny because the first time Benoit yells out Raven, he doesn't hear him because the crowd is going nuts because Benoit walks up just slowly behind him while Raven's not even halfway to the ring. And he goes, Raven! And he goes, Raven! And then he turns around and just immediately goes right into chops. It was so awesome, dude. And why don't people do that? I have not seen that. That's what I'm saying. Watching that right now felt brand new to you, right? Yeah. Because no one's done that Nobody does that. Yeah. I've seen people run up from behind. You do the hoodie, the cameraman, the mask. Is that no one's just walking up behind, just tapping on the shoulder, be like, I'm already here. Why the fuck are we waiting? Let's fight. Yep. 100%. Just, I liked it. It was awesome. Yeah. So uh, it's a match. Uh, at one point, there's a slide drop kick. Uh, Raven slide drop kicks a chair into Benoit's heed. And let's just remember that heed injuries are no laughing matter. As a bit of revenge, uh, Raven comes off the top with the chair, and Benoit Palm strikes it right into his face. Kidman interferes, but the best part is they it's a DQ, but the bell rings before the ref calls for the DQ. It's hilarious because the bell rings, and the ref's like... <laughs> he's like, he's calling he for the bell. He just starts calling for it randomly. It he's like, oh, you're right. I'll, 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 yep, good idea. I'll do it since you did it. And then the flock flocks. DDP makes the save, and uh, Benoit actually hits DDP without realizing. Uh, and Zabisco says, punch first, apologize later. I do have to say, all jokes aside, I really do mean that. Ever since the feud that you had going with Sullivan, even woman is gone from TV now yeah, completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we know the fire me, I'm already fired. It will. It's coming up in the fall. But the women aren't involved in that, so I feel like mm-hmm. we may have seen the very end of woman on TV. Yeah, I don't As a think character. she comes back. Yeah, I don't think she comes back. 
No shit. Okay. It just occurred to me right now. I'm like, I don't think we're going to see her again. I mean, honestly, she might be pregnant at this point. Very okay. possible. Very possible. All right. Well, let's move on before I make a joke. <sighs> Thank God. Okay. Next, we're, we're going into hour two. We get Jericho versus Lenny Lane for the cruiserweight title. Jericho comes out wearing Hoovy's mask. Lenny Lane looks like Who? a dollar store Jericho. It's dollar store Jericho. Oh, Lenny Lane. Lenny Lane. Lenny Lane. Yeah. Never mind. I thought you said Ling Ling. I'm like, who the fuck is Ling Ling? Fucking Jericho says, what? You don't. A what? Never mind. Let's move on. Yeah, no, let's move on. Next slide. (laughs) What did Jericho say? He says, what? You didn't know? I don't know if that was like a shot at Road Dog or something. He did. He he kind of did the inflection, but not full on. It it caught my attention. Like, I had to go back. I, I had to go back and listen to it again, but. So I don't know. Interesting. Didn't catch that yeah. one. All right. If he was wrestling Brad Armstrong, maybe I would have. Maybe would have been a little cooler. But I, who the fuck knows? Uh, this is great because he goes, "All my Jerichoholics are out there, and I just think that we should change the name of the show from Monday Night Nitro to Monday Night Jericho." I talked to JJ Dillon. He's eighty three percent sure they're going to change the name. <laughs> I wonder if we get the shirts I next week because. Monday Night Jericho. Within the next couple of weeks, we're definitely getting those. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Which Z- means we also get... Uh, Rufus? Ralph? Rufus. Rufus. Yeah, that's who it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everyone's uh, plumber. Yeah. Zabisco calls them the Jerkaholics. Get it? He is so witty. Yeah. It's funny, too, because... Uh, I mean, I thought he outdid himself with New World Odor. Yeah. But the best part is, Shivani, I couldn't tell if he was just being corporate or if he was being just busting his balls. He's like, hey, that's a good one. That's why they pay you the big bucks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he may not be a reporter, but, you know, back in the day, at least he was you know, halfway decent at his job. Next, we get Vincent versus Rick Steiner. It's a squash. Man, Rick Steiner beat Vincent like he owed him money. It was something. Next, you get Yuji Nagata versus Saturn. Saturn wins. Next, you get Renegade versus Booker T. Booker T wins. See where we're going That's here? one of those matches. You know, you, Renegade versus Booker T, you know how you, you and I say this all the time. It's just one of those matches that you just put on and you just fast forward. Yep, 100%. <laughs> he ain't lying. I was like, Ultimate Warrior 2.0. Pretty I'm still not buying much. it. Oh, hey. Booker T's on a roll right now. Hey, it's not long before we get the real thing. Uh, I just got depressed. Yeah, I know, right? Next, you get Conan versus Lizmark Jr. Conan wins. He hits a post-match promo. This is where I think he's starting to lay in the uh, catchphrases that we're so used to. You know, oh, I be Bowdy Bowden, you know, Bobby Bowden. Uh, <clears throat> he calls out Hooventude for getting punked and losing his match, and he calls him out by his real name. Tap for tapping out, yeah, and then yeah, call. He goes, I ain't gonna say Juventud Guerrera, but he says it so fast, like, he's uh, like, it's, 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 like, it's 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 Emilio, it's so fucking quick, yeah, it's Emilio, yeah, something. but and he never, you no one ever calls him that shit ever again, which is crazy that yeah. Conan does it, you know what I mean? It's, well, too, it's, uh, too, it's, it's, it's actually that's a fucked up thing, he's actually not even Mexican, I think he's Cuban. But that's besides the point. They portray him as Mexican, so yes, Cuban B, <laughs> La Raza. <laughs> Thanks for the setup. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not Mexican. I'm Cuban beef. God damn. I just, that was so perfect. It was. You you set it up. All right, let's let's go. Hour three. It was funny. The movie of the week is not even half-baked. I know, right? Uh, hour I three, am. Buff and Stuff versus High Voltage. Guess who wins? Uh, after that, we get Eddie Guerrero versus Disco Dingleberry. Eddie wins, thankfully. Then you get Gene on the ramp with Dylan. Dylan says, hey, before NWO files a protest, uh, you know, for the world title result, um, you know, I'm the one who sent Nick Patrick to the ring at Super Brawl. There's no debate to be had. Sting is undisputed champ. Calls out Nick Patrick, congratulates him on his job in the main event, and says, your next assignment is up now. Go to the ring. Patrick says he's happy all is cleared up, including his back pay issue. So that's a fucking shortest storyline ever. Uh, And it appears those two are getting together like lamb and tuna fish. Lemon tuna. I, I actually, it's, it's, I'm sad. I'm missing the old Gene. Maybe that's what it is. I'm missing woman messing with Gene. You know what I mean? I'm missing oh, him. God, that, that was the was shit we loved best. each week, man. Both that of them. That was the best. That was so good. Hey, 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 don't touch me. I, I'm on TV now. Let's be professional. <laughs> My mother's watching great. this. <laughs> oh, I miss it. It was good shit. Yeah. Yeah, so much for that. Uh, next, you get Brad Armstrong versus Ric Flair. Flair wins. You get the same uh, giant hype package that we did last night. He's supposed to be on the show, and he is. He's in the ring with Gene Next. He's wearing not even a neck brace, just those foam neck collars that people wear when they're like Vince did when he fucking <laughs> turned the steroids. My neck, my back, <laughs> my, neck. my neck, and my back. <laughs> and then Giant with the uh, line of the night. He dropped me on my neck. Trying to break my neck. <laughs> Technically, he is not wrong. And you can count on me in the parking lot. That's all I could think of when he said that. Hang on. Why am I losing it? Hang on. Oh, happy Gilmore. Got it. All right. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I believe that's Mr. Gilmore's jacket. <laughs> All right. We get back from the break. Gene's in the ring again, and he calls Brian Adams out. Uh, calls Brett Hart out. Brett comes to the ring. Uh, they brawl, and Gene powdering when they start to brawl. Ah, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> you had that at least. You had that at least. You got yeah, you got to take them as they come. Um, yeah, this was just another fucking schmoz, and there wasn't even a match involved. Uh, Brett did the hockey fight move. That was cool. Uh, Henning makes a save. Uh, Rude comes in to assist. Flair comes out. Uh, Flair welcomes Brett to WCW after they clear the ring, and he says, Brett, you are the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. Thought that was kind of cool. Kind of rambling, but he shakes Brett's hand, and Brett gets on the mic. He goes, you know, I've been just sitting on the shelf for a little too long. I said I would tear the NW apart. Kurt Hennig, why don't we start with you at Uncensored? Um, and, <laughs> and then Flair... Goes to the ropes closest to the hard cam and goes, hey, you fat NWO boy, it's right here. And he thrusts his hips at him. (laughs) It's right here. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Yo, he took people wearing that shit personal. Hey, fat NWO boy. (laughs) Um, I got to be honest. So I can tell you right now. The three main matches that I know of is they had a good one in 89. They had the 91 SummerSlam, and then they had King of the Ring 1993. 
and I'm talking about Kurt Hennig right. and Mr. Or hey, Mr. Mr. Bret Hart. I didn't know they had a match at Uncensored, so I'm excited to see this match. Well, didn't know it existed. Card subject to change. Oh, is it really? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It might. It might not be. But I'll be. I'll, I'll, I'll be on the same page with you and be honest. I didn't know either. Hey, yeah. Card subject. It's. I'm sorry. It's a Bischoff country. You're right. <laughs> you just never know. Thank you. Right. Have you ever seen the documentary Card Subject to Change? Oh, I have. Is it good? No. Oh, okay. It's all right. All right. It came up on my like my feed on Google TV. Documentary right? subject to change. Yeah. Is it about my polka dots? Anyway. Main my event. With that. <laughs> main event Hall versus Thing for the world title. NWO comes out, but without Scott Hall. Hogan points at Nash. Bischoff gets on the mic and says, hey, well, Sting, come on out. Well, we promise we'll leave if you come out. That was fucking just awful. Sting does. There's four minutes left in the show at this point. Before Sting even gets into the ring, Stang comes out with a baseball bat and attacks Sting. Naturally, it's fucking Scott Hall in a Sting mask. Beat down, Hall hits the outsider's edge. Macho comes out. He gets overwhelmed. And the uh, eventually Luger clears the ring with a chair. But... No, wait, hang on. Wait, wait, wait. You said I, Macho comes out and gets overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, yep. He's fighting NWO members. He's fighting. He's tra- he is trying to fight the whole NWO. Full, yep. So, like, he has said, fuck the NWO, I'm out. I'm on yep, my own. Pretty much. I, that just making, I just want to make that a point. because yeah. I like the clarification. Because, they, well, the problem is that NWO, or Eric Bischoff and their production, how they do things is, like, catch what you Hard can and see. make what you can out of your storylines in your own mind. Everybody, good night. <laughs> Did you notice a new... See you Thursday. Yeah, well, did you notice there was a new member? Because remember there was that guy they told to wait in the limo? Yes. So they do a quick little pan of this guy that... Hey, who's that? Looks like he's been sitting in the uh, uh, tanning booth a couple minutes too many. Probably the same one as Hogan. He looks like a biker. He looks like the bikers that you would see in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You know what I mean? The one with tequila. <laughs> And they do a quick glance, and they go, wait, who's that? And that's it. That's pretty much they all you really see They don't say his guy. name or anything. And we know who it is, and I'll call it out right now. This is the, the disciple. disciple. We're about to hear about the disciple, which is Brutus, Brutus fucking, fucking Barber <laughs> Beefcake. <laughs> Looks jacked as shit. He does. What's great is that with the blonde hair and the beard, most people can't really even tell it's even him. World's above Zodiac. And you're right. You, you can't tell it's him. You can't tell it's him at all. Because at first, I'm like, it, it's another. it looks like Brian Adams trying to look like Kevin Nash. I'm like, oh, it's Beefcake. <laughs> Speaking of, in the background, Brian Adams looking like Kevin Nash because they're both kind of the same height. Mm-hmm. Hair, Hair and goatee. Mm-hmm. I watched them fuck with each other in the background as they were beating up Savage. They were doing mime type things to each other in the background. Like, oh, you raise your left, I'll raise my right. Oh, 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 oh. It was kind of funny. It was really good. I I was watching it in the background. And that's when the disciple was there, too. But most Jack I've ever seen Brutus Beefcake. I mean, he's had two years. Yeah, well, insert what he comes And that is how you end a Nitro. We'll see you Thursday, folks. Yeah, again, I think, uh, you know, again, it's too long. There was some good spots in the show. If it was a two-hour show, it would probably been better on the whole. But the main event was the main event, just as it has been for, like, the last year. So, yeah, you know what to expect at this point. Yep. 
on, on Raw. Raw. But the Jeez. good thing about that, only two hours. Only two hours indeed. Uh, we got an LOD package at the start of the show, again chronicling their recent bad luck and running with the Outlaws. So we open up naturally with the New Age Outlaws versus LOD for the tag titles. LOD jump starts it. They do manage to hit a doomsday device, but Hebner decides that they're really going to enforce the you have five seconds to get out of the ring if you're not the legal man with Hawk. Uh, and while he's doing that, Billy hits Animal with the title, and they retain. And Animal shoves Hawk, Hawk shoves back, and they brawl. Pull apart. Referees <clears throat> rules subject to change. All of a sudden, being out of the ring in five seconds matters. Only tonight, right now, ever on Raw. Yep, he's not out. Let's DQ him. Yes. Um, but it's the first time we've seen them come to blows, really ever. Mm-hmm. What sucks is this. Now, last week I said, <laughs> I, I started laughing as soon as I saw them in the opening match. I go. This is really making this return at WrestleMania this much better. But now it's understanding is why, right? They're coming to blows. God damn, I wouldn't have minded a month or two feud of Hawk and Animal just to see what they could have produced. Yeah, could have been something. Better than what they're, you know, going to produce. Yeah, no shit, right? Uh, I think, unfortunately, a lot of that is due to real life, you know? Now, look it. I'm going to go ahead and spoil this. This is a multi-segment kind of night for the for the LOD. It is. It is. My favorite part. I'll let you know what it is. Oh, I'm sure I know what it is already. Uh, you know what? I'll even turn it over when it's that time because I'm that confident. Beautiful. <clears throat> so, uh, next we get Ken Shamrock versus Jeff Jarrett, who's with Cornette. There's a ref bump. Cornette's in the ring to use his racket, but he hits Jeff Jarrett by mistake. And Shamrock locks in the ankle lock. Flock, flocks. Uh, but Jeff Jarrett is knocked out, and the ref just calls it. There you go. Next, you get Lawler in the locker room with Hannibal. Get away from me, you punk. What do you know about family or brothers? Hawk runs in, and it's a pull apart. Oh, that was my part. Oh. That, to me. Oh, that was your favorite part? that you didn't. That was, oh. to be honest with you. He says, I don't even have a brother no more. And Hawk comes in and goes, you have no more brother? And how he hit him, ran at him. It was, look at man, you got two 80s wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mentioned it on the show before. Go watch the behind the scenes of Great American Bash, right? These dudes would take coke and headbutt a fucking locker for fun. Watching Hawk run right at Animal, they did it because let's make it look real. It looked so goddamn real. It wasn't the normal, well, I'm going to go to your waist and you're going to kind of hover over me and we'll slap each other's backs and right? Like every fucking brawl. Yep. This looked real. When he came running into the locker room and tackled Animal, it was awesome. The best thing I've seen of LOD in months on this show. So, you know what was even better? Jim Ross on the commentary going, come on, guys. <laughs> guys, can you just, come on, come on, can you stop? Hilarious. You know what was not hilarious? DOA versus Truth Commission in a six-man tag. Kurgan gets the clon sniper and he actually gets the pin. And, uh, yeah, they're still teasing dissension in Truth Commission. 
Well, yeah, Kurgan beat the living piss out of one of them, and they had to drag him to the back. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. Who the fuck cares? Anyway, exactly. next, we get DX at Shawn Michaels' home in San Antonio. China is talking to Shawn's wife, very casually. Ex-wife. And, uh, well, okay. <laughs> I think he ends up marrying one of the Nitro girls, if I'm not mistaken. Don't they all? Yeah, pretty much. What do you mean, you people? Uh, so, wow. <laughs> Look at, I will say as much as it was cool to see them in their house and cutting a promo playing pool, because that's all Sean's back will allow him to do. It was the most weirdest scripted promo. It was where triple H would like say something and Sean would finish the line. He goes, cause what we, what we're going to start triple H is like, we're going to finish. And it was like a lot of that back and forth where I was like, okay, I got it. Well, they probably, but you know, he tried to biggest thing they say. So well, that's fair enough. Hey, I'm going to give you. When I say up, you say down. Good. All right. Good job. All right, buddy. <laughs> when I say water, you say pills. All right. Um, yeah. But can, yeah. they say that DX is going to be X rated. That's the biggest thing that they're leaving us with. <clears throat> WrestleMania is going to be X-rated, and uh, you want ratings. The next four weeks will be something. Next week's a good place to start because Tyson and Austin and Owen will be there. There you go. And if it's X-rated, a lot of titties. Smattering. Lot of, a smattering, you might even say. Smattering. Yeah. Smattering of pills. That's why Sean's going to be there. <laughs> well, I'll be sure to watch the rip that you sent me instead of the cock version because, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Sonny is your ring announcer. Is everything really that much bigger in Texas? I was like, and which midget is coming out next? <laughs> well, it was Taka Michinoku. Uh, so I naturally, <laughs> was, <laughs> I, I naturally assumed it was going to be a light heavyweight match, but it's not for some reason. Cornette somehow duped Taka Michinoku into facing Barry Windham. Uh, Kane's music interrupts the match. Taka's already knocked out, but Kane choke slams him and tombstones him anyway. Bear gets on the mic and calls out Austin, says he wants a match with Austin and Kane next week. Random, but hey. Very random. I don't remember him calling Austin out this early. Me neither. And I don't know what's happening next week, so let's put that down, too. I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure it'll be a schmoz. I'm sure DX is going to interrupt. Probably be Taker. This maybe we'll get Taker. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, because I don't remember where he comes back, but it has to be sometime in the next four weeks. Actually, isn't it the fucking Raw before Mania that he fucking shows back up? Nah, a little before. Because they sure? set the match up in advance. No, WWF was actually really good at setting up matches in advance. You knew most of your WrestleMania matches yeah, within about like three weeks showed. before. Okay, well, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, let's see. So there's that. Now we're heading into the war zone. Uh, this is the part that I thought you were talking to, because it, and I got confused, because it doesn't have to do with LOD, but it has to do with the New Age Outlaws. So. You see the outlaws. This is a good moment. The uh, outlaws are leaving the arena. Uh, they're being followed around by Cole, and uh, Road Dog has a old camcorder and he's videotaping everything. Um, they won't answer Cole's questions. He just gets all dejected. Well, fine, we're not going to get any answers out of these guys, and he just walks away. As he's walking away, you hear the winding of a chainsaw. Charlie comes out and he's just making sparks. It's it's so weird because he's not cutting into the car. He's just making sparks. But Road Dog will get out of the car. Make uh, cactus. It's funny up. because at first when when I heard the chainsaw, I go, 
are they just grinding the gears on that car? I didn't realize it was the chainsaw at first. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with the Well, I was kind of wondering. I'm like, is he going to come up through the concrete or what's going to happen here? Uh, yeah, so uh, Cactus comes out, attacks the car. Cactus, yeah. Yeah, he breaks the windshield, and uh, they eventually uh, speed off. It was a cluster. but. And you may not know this, but little uh, hidden gem for you. That camera that Road Dog was using. Uh-huh. He gave that to, to X-Pac when they all went to uh, China overnight. It was a hand-me-down. Okay. <laughs> it was a hand-me-down for a hand-me-off. Would you really want that? She looks like she's got some fucking massive hand strength. That might be dangerous. Anyway. Gold dust. Imagine. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can't, guys. Yeah. You might not want her to milk your pro- prostate, bro. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Wrecked him. This damn near killed damn him. Damn near fucking killed him. Damn sure. Uh, Goldust does a, a promo, but as his dad. And he keeps increasing the amount of world title wins that he has. So he has like 55,000. <laughs> Um, and I beat Ric Flair 75,000 times, times in a in row. A row. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I'm like, why didn't he do this shit more often? Did I, Instead of Marilyn Manson, I would have rather this Dusty Oh, 100%. Run. 100%. Well, minus what happens next. He kept calling himself Stardust. Was that something from a Dusty promo that I just don't remember? And that's why uh, uh, Cody used it? I don't know. That's, yeah. it, it's he said Stardust a bunch. I, you're right. He kept using it weird well what happens next is the dreams music plays because you can't fucking mistake it for anything else and it's fucking dustin dressed up in the polka dots he's got a pillow in where his fucking belly is and uh man jesus fucking christ vince really hated dusty (laughs) he put the the stretch marks on there on the arms (laughs) the black Eyes, the black like, eyes, like you haven't slept in 47 days. Yep. It was so, I was like, I can't believe, like, he obviously was not in a good way with his dad at this time, but no. just watching it, I was like, oh my God. But as soon as I saw the arms, I was like, okay, it's a bit far. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty fucking bad. Yeah, so he ends up taking on Bradshaw. Um, Dustin gets on the mic, like in the middle of the match, which which he often did as Goldust. And he just starts doing the Dusty impersonation. And uh, Bradshaw wins. And then as he's on the way back, uh, I think it was Michael Cole goes, hey, can we get a word? And he goes, I got to take this this this, uh, this stuff off or whatever, this, uh, this gear off. And you think, okay, that's the end you've seen of him. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Kevin Kelly's backstage trying to talk to Hawk. No answers. He just bounces. And then you get Steve Blackman versus The Rock. Uh, Farouk is distracting the ref a couple of times. Uh, Rock gets thrown into him and knocks him off the apron. D'Lo goes to toss the nunchucks. Worst shot ever. Completely overshoots him. Blackman gets him, uses him, gets the win. Rock shoves D'Lo, and D'Lo's like, man, Farouk told me to do it. And tell, Rock tells Farouk to get in the ring, and Farouk's like, oh, man, I cost you the match? Damn, man. <laughs> and he just leaves. <laughs> they pulled a gun on you just now? <laughs> yeah, it's another thing waiting for, man. A lot of shit going on now. A lot of turning and a yeah. lot of fucking, yeah. Good time. Good time to be a wrestling fan. 
<laughs> then. Yeah, early 98. Uh, we get Kevin Kelly backstage with Luna. She's waiting for Sable, and she's going to be on her like maggots on roadkill. Jesus fucking Christ. That's a vision I need to see. Heebie-jeebies. Um, next in our WTF moment of the night, it's the Rock and Roll Express versus the Headbangers for the NWA titles, tag titles. Um, Tommy Young is your ref again, uh, but Hebner and Slaughter come to the ring, and, and uh, Slaughter says, I don't want you refing this match, and Hebner <laughs> kind of goes, get, does the, the finger roll and points to the back saying, you're out of here. And he's like, fine, all right, and he just leaves. Um, they do the same spot. They throw Gibson over the top, but it doesn't matter this time. Uh, Cornette hits Thrasher with the racket, but he ends up falling right on top of Morton, and they get the three count. I did not know that the Headbangers had won at any point in their career the NWA tag titles. Cornette's just fucking up tonight. Hall of Fame, here we come. <sighs> you know, Cornette actually likes these guys a lot. He gives them a lot of praise on the podcast, so... Obviously knows him very well, so I'll defer to that. The gimmick yeah, was terrible. Cocaine's a hell of a drug back in '98. Yeah, or or just cheeseburgers. That was his thing. But anyway, <laughs> next. Yo, if we take you through the drive-through tonight, would you be willing to give us the titles? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Put cheese on it. All right, motherfucker. Where's my burger towel? Yeah, you know he actually sells burger towel. It, it's Cornet's a weirdo, man. Anyway, we get a hype package on Austin's road to WrestleMania, uh, recapping all the high spots since the Austin 316 promo, and then the main event. Marrow versus Owen for the European title. Sable gets sent to the back by Marrow at the beginning of the match, but she's just back at ringside a couple minutes later. Hits a low blow on Owen, and JR says, oh, he just galotted him. Because that was a big the, thing. If you don't know the topical. reference, Andrew Galata was dropping Riddick Bow with Bo, dick yep. shots left and right. And oh it made God. Madison Square Garden do a full-blown riot. Riot. Chairs getting um, thrown into the... I remember that shit, yeah. Yeah, it was... Dude, I remember it. it, it YouTube, if you want to see a crazy thing, uh, Galata Bow, the first match. And it was like... It was like Galata's hand was just magnetically set up to punch Bow in the dick every five minutes. Yep. <laughs> it was crazy. It was insane. Um, so, good reference. Go, go, JR. You were good in your day. Yeah. So Marrow goes for a TKO, gets countered into a DDT, locks in the sharpshooter, but they call it a DQ because of the low flow. It was weird. What also was weird was apparently Brett still has a lot of heat on him because JR goes, no one applies a sharpshooter like Owen. Oh, that was an extra dig. Good. You know that. Vince is in the back. Say it. Say the goddamn line. Say, <laughs> Say it. it. <laughs> yeah. And this just turns into another pull apart between Luna and Sable. And it ends with Sable saying, you get your ass back in here, you little bitch. Yo, I hear that every night in bed. Right before you pull out the sock. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, let's go to the movie of the week. I am not the one doing the movie of the week. (laughs) Well, tell me, Professor, have you ever seen the devil dance with the fuck? Take one, take two, fuck it. 
movie same of the as week. it ever was. It the same as it ever was. Jesus, not even the wars. What the fuck? I didn't even have bourbon yet. All right. Anyway, movie of the week. Uh, I have to give props to Professor because he did suggest it based on something that happened uh, last week, a couple weeks ago for my family and I. We uh, went to the uh, Eastman Theater in lovely downtown Rochester where we saw a screening of Batman from 1989. That would be the one Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. Danny Elfman does the score. And Kim Basinger. And Bassinger. But, uh, no, I just had to say whatever whatever you said I was going to say the opposite. But it was really cool because... They had it on the big screen, and they had a live orchestra playing the score throughout the whole fucking movie. And let me tell you, it was so good that there were points where I forgot that's what was happening. I thought I was just watching the movie, and the score was playing. They fucking nailed it, and they did it all the way through to the end of the credits. So... No kidding. It was fucking... Phenomenal. Were they silent at some points where it was just oh, yeah. like... Yeah, sometimes the score's not playing okay. and they All just right. sat there, but I mean, it was great. Now, there was the only weird thing was they must have gotten a cut of the movie where the audio was edited to reflect that, but that cut was also missing sound effects. So, like, somebody would cock okay. a gun and you wouldn't hear anything. So, it was just a little weird at times, but I mean, you got past that shit easily. Uh, it was fantastic. They actually did an intermission, too, and where they finished it was great. One of my favorite parts is, so, again, uh, I'm going to get to talking about the movie here in a second, but... Uh, so, Danny Elfman, lead singer of Oingo Boingo, uh, did the score for this movie, and Prince... It's a dead man's party. party. Great fucking Who song. good ass for more? Mo- yeah, it's a fucking great My favorite movie. song. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, Prince does the soundtrack. Some killer fucking tunes. <clears throat> so there's the yep. scene where they go to the museum, and Joker and his cronies, and they're playing Party Man by Prince, and they're ruining all the yep. paintings. So the, the orchestra didn't do that. You know, they you can't fuck with Prince, so they just let the Prince song play. But in the scene, you know, his goons carrying the big-ass boom box, and once they get to Kim's table, or to Vicky Vale's table, he puts it down and stops it. <clears throat> and he lights the candles. And then the henchman hits and play on another tape, which is classical music. The orchestra did play that, and then they do the same thing in Vicky Vale's apartment later. The best part is, when they hit stop on the tape, the orchestra just stopped. That's cool. That was pretty fucking cool. So nice. Um, I don't know what else to say about this movie other than it's fantastic. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. No, it's it's it's, it's funny because it's one of those things. Did it need to be redone? Did it not? You know, and look at you have the. Batman Begins, Dark Knight, all those movies, and yeah, look at I, I think that the guys that were in it, Christian Bale, you got uh, Heath Ledger. I mean, the guy gave his life to that role. Um, but for me, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, that's the original. It's the OG. It's the real one, and it's not just because it's what I grew up on. But you know, just watch Jack, watch his performance, and tell me, yeah, I think it needs to get redone. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Batman uh, is dry in any movie. It could be your George Clooney, Val Kilmer, all those guys. But Jack Nicholson, damn, sold that thing very well. And they showed you from the beginning when he was regular, and then he gets the, the new happy face, the new paint. I love when his wife comes home. Honey, I, <laughs> there's been some changes. Yeah, it's great movie. I think it was... I, I remember watching that as a kid, and it came out in, what, 1989? I remember having it on a VHS tape that when you touched the cover, it was the the smooth cover where the the video came out of the bottom ass of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. You touch it, the the 
logo was up was risen up in the air you know what i mean the the bat logo huge fan of that movie and i don't know i'm a huge fan of a lot of the batman series but still don't think there's anything that's ever been as good as that first one personally yeah so i'm a big batman mark um yeah so to me it is one of the best for sure so you had batman returns next which was uh michael keaton with michelle pfeiffer that was pretty good danny devito as the penguin um, that, that yeah. was a solid, that was solid. And then you had the Val Kilmer and the George Clooney. The Val Kilmer one was, you had Jim Carrey in there that he was, he was pretty funny. And Tommy Lee Jones, um, the last one, the last one was with Clooney was terrible because it was fucking Arnold as Mr. Freeze. It was just cartoonish and terrible. Um, is that where they brought in Alicia Silverstone as well? Yeah. What did she say? Something Robin saves her because she's Batgirl or she saves him and he's like, I got you. No, I got you. It's like the worst performance ever. It was the worst delivery. Yeah, no, the porno was better. Porno was way better than that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But then. No, but for real, it was. But no, I 100% agree with you. I like I liked returns. DeVito was Penguin. Shit, it's so great. You're watching him eat the fish and all that. Yeah, he did a great he job. Said, it could be worse. I could have no blood gushing from my nose. What are you talking? And he just bites his nose. <laughs> it's fucking great. Now, I will say the newer trilogy is is up there with my favorite just because, first of all, it's Christopher Nolan, one of my favorite directors. He's fantastic. He's got a new movie coming out on... Uh, I'm in a space on his fucking name. Of course I am. Anyway. Um, but uh, so Dark Knight with Heath Ledger uh, to me is probably my favorite. Uh, it's a good storyline. They were able to pull some some storyline from the comics. Uh, everybody plays their parts. It's it's the story of how Two-Face becomes Two-Face. Uh, just fucking fantastic. Fantastic movie yeah. from, start, from start to finish. They really are right in. But but 89 Not a fan great. of the Bane one. The one with Bane. Fair enough. Yeah. That That's very divisive. Yeah. No, it's, it's polarizing. But 1989 is great because... You hadn't really seen a portrayal of the Joker on the big screen since Cesar Romero, you know, in the old Adam West right. ones. And he definitely kept a little bit of that, but brought his own kind of craziness to the role. And I, I love the fight scene at the top of the church at the end where he's getting the shit kicked out of him. He's like, well, what, I killed your parents, you killed my, I made you, you made me. What are you going to say? He goes, you went, he puts on glasses, he goes, you wouldn't hit a guy with glasses on, would you, huh? <laughs> it's just, it's just still keeping the comedy in the right at the very end yeah. at one point he gets hit in the mouth and he he has his hands over his face and he and he spits out blood but he also throws like the chattering teeth thing so it was just he's just fantastic um and, and keaton is batman see the funny thing is keaton's so short but still they filmed it in yeah. a way where and you know he portrayed both sides great batman and bruce wayne he played both sides great um you know, just it's 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 just it's great. It's dark. The score is fantastic. You got Prince singing. Come on. And his butler is Lord Alfred Hayes. There you go. This week in the Close wild. <laughs> it's not Jim. It's Gene. So that's our movie of the week, 1989, Batman. You can catch it on a couple of different platforms that are out there for sure. Next week we are back with oh, top topic. Just you wait. I can't even tell you what it is. I can't. Can't even tell you. And also, we'll be reliving more of the Monday Night Wars. We'll be talking news. Uh, Also, later today, as we are recording, it is New Japan's Last Love. 
That'll be the night where Naito and Muto have their face-off, but also Okada gets that match against the Noah champ. So we'll be talking about that next week for sure. Plus, maybe AEW is going to bulk up their Revolution pay-per-view. Maybe. Maybe WrestleMania is on to a new kick that we're going to be excited for. Maybe. The only way to find out is check back next week. We are the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I am the Professor, and I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. His favorite number is five, and that's how many words he's leaving us with. Come on! Let's get nuts. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. I, I was going to, so you didn't listen to the recording from Elimination Chamber. Not yet. Have you? Yeah, we're probably not going to be. I was there live. We're, you probably wouldn't have been able to use it anyway. How many bourbons did you have before we started recording? Well, that's why we probably shouldn't use it. <laughs> it was bad. Dickhead. You, you asked me like, you asked me a question like two or three times in a row. Okay. And then later you, you went to ask me a question. I go, so help me God. If you ask me that question again, I'm going to fucking come over there and murder you. <laughs> Look it. She went to bed early. I had nothing going on. I was just like, well, he's taking too fucking long to talk to me. I'm going to talk to myself. This <laughs> Then we won't um, use it. What do you want from me, man? Oh, no, it's all good, man. I was just curious if you'd listen to it yet or not. <clears throat> no, and apparently I don't need to. <laughs>